We're rolling. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 89 of the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. We are brought to you by Black Belt Digital Marketing. Anything you need to build your business, website design, Google Ads, graphic design, they can help. Check them out at Black Belt Digital Marketing on Instagram or on their website, bbdigitalmarketing.com. Request a free online review of your entire online presence today. All right. My name is Milton Campus. I'm a brown belt. I'm training out of South Florida. Oh, behind the camera. Hola. Miguel is on vacation again. <laughs> Boo. Vacation. Boo, family time. I'm here. You just yeah. don't see me. Shout out to our booking manager, Britt. Thank you for all the awesome guests. We appreciate you. Don't forget to like, comment, share. We didn't throw share in last time. Share. Please share. If you like one of our episodes, share it with a friend. And then click that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. We'd really appreciate the support, guys. Thank you. And God bless you. Joining us shortly is a brand new black belt. And let's call him Instagram sensation. Yoshi Yamaguchi. <laughs> oh, man, he's really blown up in, just, in a short amount of time. Great dude. Incredible personality. I think you're going to love it. I, w- I really just want to get right to the episode. So we'll do a couple more shout-outs here. And uh, thank you to our friends over at Flow & Roll. We appreciate all your support. Hands down the best custom gi and no gi gear in the business. Don't believe us? Visit them on Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll. And check out all of their custom designs. They're working with academies all across the country. they got a really cool... Um, pre-order program, so it helps new or really any academy, but like especially like new academies or academies that really can't maybe lay out the money. They can do a pre-order program for your new equipment. Your students can order online. You can get what you need to to stock your your geese and no gi equipment. But it's kind of like a really really inexpensive way of getting everything you need without a lot of money out of your pocket, and you still. You know, it's like you'll still make the money from selling the geese because you still get your cut. So it's not like uh, anybody's taking anything away from you. Uh, he's also running something really cool, but he's got like a buy. I, I know it's like multiple. So it's like buy 25 geese or buy 50 geese and then get 50, you know, 25, 50 free patches. So reach out, reach out to them directly for more details. Uh, but really cool stuff. Got great T-shirts online. I mean, we originally started working with him because of the, of the T-shirts. Uh, incredible designs. Love them. And then, you know. It started to roll, and um, you know he's been with us for years now. You can find our podcast here on that website as well. All right, we're doing a podcast rash guard with them as well. We've just ordered some new keychains, so go check them out. Buy our Again, shirts. it's <laughs> it's at flow underscore n underscore roll on IG, or visit their website at flowandroll.com. Buy our shirts again. Wait, code. Oh, I'm sorry. And use, did I use the code? No, see? No. Code JJD gets you 20% off your online order. So don't forget that. Okay? Thank you to the BJJ Box. Thank you for your support. Uh, They're Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box. It's delivered to your door filled with premium Jiu-Jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, power drinks, and a lot more. They find the best products in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee that every box is going to be worth more than the cost. All right? So, to you know, everything that's in there is going to be well above the cost. I mean, we get one a month. It's, you know, T-shirts and just, like, you know, cool jiu-jitsu recovery items. Like, you know, it's just stuff that you probably wouldn't normally just get on your own. But I know one of my favorite things is that little spiky ball. I still use it to this day for the feet. So, again, probably not something I would have bought. I get it in the box, and now I'm a fan. Your feet, right? your feet love you. Um, 
Code JJD10 gets you 10%, excuse me, $10 off your first order. All right? (laughs) So go check them out. Let them know the dummy sent you. And again, it's bjjbox.com. And um, yeah, let them them know we sent you. Hold on, because... Awkward. (laughs) <laughs> the BJJ I'm like, I'm saying the B, I'm B, BJJ box. You know, I, we changed our outline, so I'm, uh, I got to make sure that everything's right. So it's the BJJ And again, JJD10 for $10 off your first order. $10. All right. Shout out to Neutral Zone CBD. It's on the table as well. No matter if your aches or pains are coming from lifting weights at the gym, rolling on the mats, or just the daily grind of life, Neutral, neutral Zone has a product for you. Find your neutral zone by finding the best products for your pain wellness so you can continue your active lifestyle. Check them out at NeutralZoneCBD.com. It's code JJD. We'll get you 25% off your online order. All right. You can check out their Instagram at MyNeutralZone. And if you're a frequent listener and you're going, wait a minute, last week it was wipes and this. Yes, there is now NeutralZoneClean.com. By the time this comes out, we'll have launched their website with them. Uh, So last episode, you saw wipes and sprays and refills. They have two separate lines of products. So NeutralZoneCBD.com, obviously your CBD and and wellness website. And then now we have NeutralZoneClean.com. And on the clean site, you can use code JJD. And it gets you, I think we're doing 15% off your order. All right. So check both of them out. If you are buying anything from our sponsors, send your receipt, send a proof of purchase to us on Instagram at Jujitsu Dummies. Just DM it to us or send it to info at jujitsudummies.com. We'll put you in a pool. We've got some cool stuff coming with Flow and Roll. We're doing a rash guard. We're going to put everybody in a pool and we're going to. Give you about, uh, okay, I think it's two hundred fifty dollars worth of jujitsu gear. We're going to give away to uh, to one of our our winners. We're going to okay? go swimming in the pool. What's that? We're going to go swimming in the pool. What does that mean? We're going in the pool. Everybody in the pool. No. <laughs> sure, sure, Bob. Everybody <laughs> in the pool. All right, listen. Let's dive right in. Let's get Yoshi in here. See with the diving now. <laughs> <laughs> let's do this. All right, everybody. Welcome, Yoshi. What's up, How are you, brother? Doing great. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You are, are like the the new guy on Instagram. Like, <laughs> like, hey, that's that. Isn't that that new guy that's always out? I see everywhere. Right? Yeah. This, man, uh, I love it. It's cool. It's all happening so fast. Yeah. Thanks you for having kinda, me on, though, man. I appreciate this. Yeah. Did you um, uh, you know, what came first here? Is this like the first time you've ever been on Instagram, or you opened up this page and started, you know, doing your your? No, nah, this was my personal page. This is my personal page. So it's like, uh, I was, I've had this Instagram for years through college yeah, and just my personal page with like, you know, the regular amount of people, not like a crazy amount. Yeah. And then, uh, about four months ago, I started posting these reels and they really just, it just, yeah, caught fire. You take off your old stuff because like I told you, I, like I'll go to, you know, I want to go back a little bit and see somebody's Instagram. And then I, it looked like it just like cut off. Did you get rid of all the old stuff? I got rid of, I, I archived a bunch of stuff. Old, stuff that, old girlfriends. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty stupid. That didn't need to be on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, that's why I asked you yesterday. I'm asking you now. Like it, it seemed like uh, like you came out of nowhere, but uh, you're a, you just got your black belt. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Tell everybody who you got your black belt from. 
Who doesn't so I got know already? Under Half Gracie, I'm part of the Half Gracie San Francisco team here in the headquarters. So really proud of that. That's an Super honor right there, and it's in and of itself, right? And yes, he gave, did he give it to himself, right? I mean, he's yeah. So I was the only black belt for the day. I was getting promoted. There's a bunch of uh, like other ones, browns, purples, blues. I was the only black belt that day, and uh, he took off his own belt and he put it on me. I saw. And that. Uh, it's kind of funny because the internet was like, "Oh, you got instantly stripes," and it's like, "I'm not wearing that." <laughs> yeah, I got that's these. going on my wall. So, and, uh, so what's the deal yeah. in a situation like that? You're not giving the belt. You don't give the belt back, right? It's not just like <laughs> ceremonial. You get yeah, to keep yeah. that belt. I, I mean, he. Hal gave me the belt, and then there was like an after party, like little thing we get together in the park uh, after, and Hal just went straight to that. So then I was just like, uh, <laughs> and then um, I guess, yeah, I guess. So I'm just holding it as like an honorary, as like a gift, is like uh, okay. So uh, you really get to keep it. it, so it is yours. Yeah. Okay. All right. You should. I, I want. To let me know if you could show up at the gym with the belt on, with the stripes. <laughs> Definitely not. And, and, and take a roll. See. Have a roll or two and see what happens. <laughs> I got a nice, nice new, uh, crispy, clean, no stripe black belt. So yeah, man, rocking that right now. So, so let's go back to like the Instagram stuff. So you really just started putting out the right move of the day, right? You do a move of the day, right? Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Kurt in a minute. I think what he used to mm-hmm. do is it. Uh, he just started doing them again. Well, he was doing move of the week, right? Yeah, you do a move of the day. Um, tell us, kind of, you know, I mean, obviously, I would say I, I've got a guess that you were kind of influenced by Kurt Osiander, but, but tell us a little bit about this, this journey here, uh, and, and kind of, you know, becoming an Instagram famous in, in, in a so, very short just amount a of time. Bit of back history. Uh, I started, so my brother got me into jujitsu when I was like 15, about to turn 16. Like it was December, like 2007, around there, uh, December, 2006, seven, somewhere around there. And then, uh, I was training at this gym called world team USA. It's a Muay Thai school that had jujitsu there. It was mainly a Muay Thai Muay Thai base school though. So they just have Muay Thai all day and then one jujitsu class at 6.30 at night. And so I started there for a year until I got my blue belt. And then all the guys that like all the instructors at Team USA, they would train at Half Gracie in the mornings and then come and teach at Team USA at night. So sometimes I would visit them. They'd take, they'd take me along. And eventually I just found myself going to Half full time and not, not so much to the to World Team USA. And uh, Kurt was the head instructor at Half Gracie San Francisco. So I was just like, about 17, 18, going to Half Gracie full time. And he was my full head instructor until around uh, a couple years ago. So wow. I, crazy guy raised me a little bit as the, yeah, it's quite the experience though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Listen, that, that some big names out there, man. This is, uh, yeah. you know, this is, yeah, I love Kurt to you guys out there, you know, I owe him, I owe him so much to my jujitsu. Like, uh, just as his, it's pretty crazy because like other people, I've noticed like other classes I've taken, uh, they'll show you a bunch of moves and they'll be like, hundreds of techniques but kurt was like one of those guys that you're gonna you're gonna focus on this one technique for like 20 30 minutes yeah and like really get down that technique so i really appreciate that and i try to implement that kind of like lifestyle and, and technique into my teachings as well yeah yeah i saw that you did a you did a video with him the other day right well you did a move of the day yeah. with him so I, again i think uh, he's just started doing his move of the weeks again right i mean he's had some well, he's actually coming on in a couple of weeks so we'll get to talk to him as, as well yeah um, for sure but uh but he, he was away from from filming for a while, right? He had some health issues. He had some personal things mm-hmm. he had to take care of. And, um, you know, it's good to see him back out there again. And you Yeah, know. he's moving. I see him on the mat. He's moving, man. I love it. Yeah, that's really cool. So let's go back, though. So, you know, people that, again, people that don't know, that don't follow you, that are just getting introduced to you now, which uh, you got to be, like, living under a rock to not have seen your videos <laughs> now. But, you know, you also, you really started with judo, right, at, at a very young age, right? So jujitsu mm-hmm. is not your first martial art. Mm-hmm. 
So I started judo when I was five years old. Uh, my dad's a black belt, his brother's a black belt, and then their uncles are black belts. Like it goes back to my family for quite a bit. Um, and I started when I was five to about six, seven. Then I took a big break. My dad was in the military, so we moved around quite a bit. And we moved to a place that judo wasn't like in the direct area. So then I took a break for a bit, did regular sports, you know, uh, high school football, that kind of stuff. And then when I was 15, again, man, my brother brought me back into the fold and for jujitsu and down the street, there was a city college, San Francisco. They had open judo class. Uh, so it was right down the street from my academy, the world's USA Academy I was talking about earlier. So I would literally go to, to jujitsu and then go straight on the bus. One train, two train stops down and, uh, and then go to judo. So it was kind of like when I was 15, 16, I just kind of hit both at the same time and got, got back into them. Yeah. Well, that, you know, listen, I have a lot of questions about that. We're going to, we got so many questions for you. I, I told you this is legit. We, <laughs> you got the most questions ever for any guest. And I'm no sorry way. to the listeners to like, I have to whittle this stuff down. Um, but we have a lot of questions here and, and a lot of them do talk about jujitsu, uh, about judo. Tell us how judo really played into your jujitsu, right? You, you've, oh. I've heard you talk about, you know, judo is one of the reasons why you've like been successful in competing when you competed and, you know, it's been a real big part of your jujitsu game. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Well, first, thanks to everyone that submitted a question. Um, just the community engagement. I love it. I love it. I want more of it. Um, thank you to all of you uh, for submitting all these questions. It's so great to hear. Um, now, I think judo has, it's like a yin and yang relationship for me. It's like, I, I competed in both a lot. I feel like I won most of my jujitsu fights because of my judo. And I won most of my judo fights because of my jujitsu. It's kind of a weird thing, but like they both helped me in the other sports so much. Um, in, in judo, like if you throw them on their back, perfect throw on their back, the match ends, it's over. You got the, you scored, you scored your throw and that's the, the fight. Um, but I wouldn't really win by Ipon. They call it Ipon when they raise their hand. It's like a beautiful throw. I wouldn't win a lot by Ipon. I would win by getting maybe a half a throw, like throw them on their side. So it'd be a half a point. And then I would just pin them or submit them on the ground or grind, just find a way to get the, the fight to the ground. Um, and even when I was getting pinned, uh, just having the jujitsu background to get out of pins, escapes, and not just escape, not just because a lot of judo guys, they just escape and get out. But being able to stay engaged and sweep and then get into a dominant position, which jujitsu is all about. You don't want to sweep them and not be on top side control in a dominant position. So like all that, like really helped the other sport. I feel like when it came to competition wise, it's like um, in my jujitsu matches, either the guys would help me out because I'm in the, I'm a heavyweight. Uh, I was a lot heavier back then when I was competing too. So like I would grab the guy and then if they knew I was a judo guy, they'd pull guard. And for heavyweights, most of the heavyweight fights are the guys just, for like six minutes and then one guy goes for a takedown and then the refs kind of decide well who do you think got it like some of those matches they can be standing the whole time because no one wants to give in so um having the judo background to one throw them when i wanted to throw them like i'm a drop sayanagi guy so like i was i'm only five seven so when i'm fighting these super super in the ultra weight division these they could be huge guys one like my center of gravity super low so my drop sayanagi would be like nice for that and uh it just, I don't know, just went hand in hand. It helped the other sport tremendously. Yeah, that's awesome. So I'm going to I'm gonna hit our first question. We're talking about takedowns. Uh, so I'm, I'll read the screen names. I don't have everybody's, uh, you know, their name. But cars, with a K, cars.ivv. What takedowns do you recommend for a 5-2 female against someone big like Yoshi? Ooh, so like I was just saying, um, if you're small, like on the shorter side, 
uh, drop sayanagis and things where you can really get underneath marote sayanagis, which is like uh, you fall to your knees and it's like a shoulder throw from your knees. Um, those are tremendous. Drop tayatoshis are a little more dangerous because you can get your knee hurt a little bit. So I don't want to recommend that to like the universe, but those are also very good. Um, uh, but yeah, I would say like if you're really small, the cross collar grip and drop sayanagis are probably going to be your best friend. If you don't want them crashing on top of you, um, pulling guard and starting your your attacks that way might be a better option if you're really, really small. So when you're rolling in, in your own academy, are, is everyone trying to pull guard on you? Because I know like I've heard you say you're a guard uh, puller too. <laughs> so is it like double guard pull? Because they're like, I don't want to get thrown. It's funny. It's like, I'll start from my knees unless they stand up. And then of course it's like, oh yeah, it's like a treat for me. Yeah. Um, but it's like, some guys want to want to work on that. And they're like, all right, let's yeah. see what happens when I fight a judo guy. Cause I mean, I mean, jujitsu, there's a lot of wrestling based stand up grappling. Um, but there's not a lot of, uh, like, like there's judo, but I feel like there's not enough of like the mixture of the two combining the connecting, like not just a wrestling move or not just a judo move, but using a judo move to set up a wrestling move or using a wrestling move to set up a judo move. So like that fluid fluidity, I feel like that is something that like I really try to emphasize when I like work with the guys, but a lot of the times they're just either again, yeah, they pull guard immediately because they don't want to do it or, or they, they, they want to work on that. So yeah. they're going to stand up with me. So uh, we were talking a lot about what you're doing online and I hear you say, like, you know, I teach somebody this or we work on that. Are you actually coaching at you go to two different schools, right? You, do you go? Yeah. So I train in the mornings. Uh, so like I was, I trained, I, get, I had two sessions today already and I have a, a third one lined up for tonight. So just to run, like I train at Health Gracie San Francisco. I'm just a student there. Um, I just trained there. So I did a 7 a.m. Uh, just morning class, regular class, take Cervello. Um, He's Professor Tay. He's a wizard. If you guys ever visit Health Gracie San Francisco, 7 a.m., 11 a.m. class. Oh, my God. Tay, the, the teacher there is amazing. So um, I don't actually coach or teach there. I'm just a student. Um, at night times, I usually train at the Cave Academy. And I'm not the main gi instructor, but I'm like the main backup. Like with the main guy can't show up for whatever reason. He has a full time job as well. Uh, if anything happens, then I'm usually the number one backup. And I kind of like it that way because then I get to still like work on my teachings and teach and stay in the mix. But I'm not obligated to be there like every night. So I get to like if I want to go to San Jose and train or if I want to go to have Gracie double day at night, I can do that. So it's a it's a nice, nice little uh, mixture. But I am the assistant coach for the University of San Francisco judo team. Okay. So I am a coach for the, on the judo side, not, not so much for the jujitsu, like a full-time thing, but that's only uh, during the fall and spring semester. Cause it's a university thing. So we start on August 20th and that's just like three months. And then we take a break again. So it's not full-time for the, for the coaching for the judo. It's only during the semester, but uh, for jujitsu, it's kind of just like, I'm the main sub at the uh, cave Academy. So with the co- with, with the college judo and, and, and teaching at the college, do you, is it like, kids that are taking a judo class for the first time or is it like a team and they're competing or is it like mm. this is a this is for credits for them uh so the first two so it's not an actual credit course okay um you don't get credits for signing up it's just a club but we do compete um i think i was the first national champ black belt national champion for usf and we and since that time in 2015 we've had two more. So we're a small team, but we're, we're pretty fierce. Our uh, head sensei, his name is Kevin O. He runs a really tight knit like squad and he really focuses on our conditioning and our technique. And he pushes us to be like really good judokas. So yeah. we not, might not have like the numbers that uh, other, other universities have when it comes to like how big their club is. But I guess where we lack in numbers, we make it up for with the technique and the conditioning. My daughter's about to go to her first semester of college down here in Florida. 
uh, at, at UCF in Orlando. Nice. And Ricardo Laborio runs the runs a, a jujitsu, kind of like what you just said. It's a club. I don't. Mm-hmm. There's no credits involved, but he runs a club. So I'm constantly telling him, like, when I come up and visit, I'm coming on Wednesday. <laughs> I'm coming with my gi. I go, you might have to come with me so that I'm there with the student and then I can go take the class. For if sure. I shave, I might be able to, like, get to the door. And they, won't, they won't realize, is that an old, who's that old dude, you know? I might try to sneak in, but I'm excited about that. She does not do jiu-jitsu. She doesn't give two shits. <laughs> Ricardo oh, no. who? Laborio what? She would. She doesn't even care. So how is, I'm curious, you know, we don't, I love talking about jujitsu. I love talking about, you know, training and competing and stuff like that. But I also like to kind of get to know like the world around you a little bit. Mm-hmm. How are the people in the gym reacting to what they see online? Is it like a thing and people are like, oh shit, that's your, you know? <laughs> like, is it, is, are you walking in? Do you got a different swagger? Are people treating you any differently? Like, do they realize like this is, if you continue down this road, this is, you're going to get more and more famous. This is like, a, this is a thing. <laughs> this is, this could be a career path for you. You know, as no, a businessman, sure. I, I see that with how quickly you've, <laughs> you've gotten to where you've gotten, but it has anything changed there at the, at the gyms or either gym that you train at? Uh, for the people like that don't know me. Yeah. Cause like I, be, before like all the upper belts, they already know who I am and they're all, they're all super proud of me. And they're always like, yeah, they're super encouraging. And they're always so happy to hear about it. But what the crazy part I feel is like, I just, I like, Two days ago, uh, we took a field trip. The Health Gracie and the Cave Academy guys went to Health Gracie San Jose. It's like a 45-minute drive south of San Francisco, if you guys don't know the area. So we took a field trip down there, and this is my first time visiting the San Jose Academy. And, uh, of course, I know the instructors and the upper belts because, uh, I mean, they've come to the, the city before and trained at the, the headquarters. But a lot of the white belts and the blue belts, I've never – and some of the purple belts I've never met in my life. And But they all they, – some of most of them knew me. Yeah. And it was just kind of crazy just to be like, oh, hey, what's up? And it's like it, – I've been following your moves for so long and they helped me out so much or, or we were doing specifics that night and a dude was like, move of the day. I just hit it. And I was just like, I'm in full guard. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like that, that part's amazing. Um, if I go, I'm, I'm a big into like the EDM scene and like going out and like seeing shows on the weekends. And like, it's kind of funny. I'll be in line at some like venue and I'll just hear move of the day. <laughs> it's, it's like, at least in San Francisco, San Francisco is really tiny. There's like, yeah. you know, it's only like seven miles by seven miles. So we have a pretty, like, you're going to see the same people quite a bit, even though it's a big city. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, yeah, it's kind of funny, man. How does that make you feel? How, how are you feeling about this whole journey? Is this like uh, completely out of left great. field here? Or are you just like, what the hell's going on? What, what's happening yeah, it's, here? It's so crazy. To, it just blows my mind. Like, it's only been like, wait, four or five months. Um, I really put these moves out for the other health guys to be like, hey, guys, check this out. Or like, just my friends that do jujitsu. And like, I never thought that, Thousands of people would be like, "Oh, we want more. We want more. Not we want that. More. Tens. Like, of, you're in, you're getting into tens of thousands. <laughs> uh, like, I want to see this. I mean, the, you know, the funny thing for me is, you know, when I follow some, I'm seeing your face. Every, you don't realize it. I'm seeing your face every day now, <laughs> multiple times a day. If you know, as, if I'm jumping on Instagram, I'm probably going to see you. <laughs> you at blushing. least, at, at least <laughs> once. Yeah, you're just getting you get so red. I'm gonna see you. Now, I won't tell you where I normally go on Instagram, what I'm doing when I normally go on Instagram, <laughs> but I, I see you all, I see you at least three times a day. <laughs> so <laughs> I see your, your feed. But, I, you know, again, it's, uh, I, I know, like, for me, as somebody who's doing the podcast, when I see something like that, and, like, you seem like you're a really great guy, your personality, just, like, 
jumps out of the, you know, off of the screen. I, you know, like, I don't even, I barely know you and I'm like proud of you. I'm like, look at this guy. <laughs> happen. It's fucking nice, you know, versus, you know, like you hear like, yeah, that guy's kind of a dick when he trains, like, you're like, I don't want to follow him, but you, you know, he pops up in your feet. <laughs> but I, I mean, for me, just from the outside perspective, I mean, your personality does really kind of like jump off the screen and you got that big smile on and, you I know, yeah, man, it's just keep on doing what you're doing, man. It's going to keep on going. <laughs> I, I, I might've mentioned to you, I don't know if I mentioned this to you yesterday. Are, are you doing TikToks as well? Are you doing it on TikTok? Yeah, I am. Um, it hasn't blown up nearly as much as the Instagram. Also, because I feel like I'm like a little bit on the older side. So like TikTok, like I'd rather just be posting on stories and Instagram. Yeah. Um, so like TikTok posting on every I don't post every day on TikTok. So my I, yeah. I, I can see why my audience isn't growing there. But I'm posting almost a jujitsu something at least every day on my story on Instagram. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I trying to like highly recommend just keep, keep up on the videos, you know, keep on doing what you're doing, obviously. But don't sleep on TikTok because I think a lot of people, you know, what keeps on happening is right. You know, everybody went from Facebook and then the younger people were like, oh, get, let me get out. Oh, my, my grandma's on Facebook. Let me get to Instagram. And now oh, grandma's asking me about Instagram. Well, let me go over to TikTok. Like, you know, and somewhere in there, there was what the who's the what's the little ghost with the the little yellow one? Snapchat. With the, oh, Snapchat. Snapchat. See, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I skipped right over Snapchat. I went I went uh, MySpace, Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, uh, and then Instagram. That's and how old the, I am. The mature interneters yeah, go so, to but I, I Listen, I wouldn't sleep on I somebody that uh, that we had on uh, on the show, Stephen Williams. He's a black belt under John Danaher. Um, mm -hmm. one, one one of the few. Um, he blew up on TikTok. We had him on the show, and he was you know he he I, we weren't on TikTok yet. And I mean, in the amount of time that we've gotten to where we are on Instagram, we in like a quarter of the time, even probably faster. We've already gotten to like half of what we've got on Instagram, you know. So like we it, wow, it moves quickly. But very specifically for jujitsu, yeah, there are a lot of jujitsu pages, but there's not there aren't a lot of good jujitsu pages. <laughs> That's where I feel like you would fit in there. Like if you were more active, there's not a lot of really good. There's a lot of people trying to that just don't have the personality that you have. And I take nothing away from them. Go, you know, take you know, take a shot if you could do it. But there are a lot of people that are not doing like what you're doing, you know, like Brendan McCatherine does like his one minute jujitsu hacks. And if you know, Brandon from like 10th planet, right. Mm. Um, he's got, he, he, I love his stuff on Instagram and TikTok, but again, there's not a lot, you know, there's, there's, there's room for you. And I would just say, don't sleep on that. Cause I think there's I'm a big guy. I don't know. Like I'm playing, I I'm, I'm thinking like I plan ahead, like where are we going to be? And look, I was watching Gary V videos. I don't know if you know who Gary V is, right? Gary V videos forever. And he was like, get on TikTok, telling everybody to get on TikTok. And I'm like, oh, I'm not doing another one. That's for the kids. And I'm not going to do dances, you know, and all that shit. And finally, you know, we did it. And, and I think that it's, it's made a little bit of a difference for us. And we gain on. So anyway, so my advice just from an old man is, you know, hey, you know, I don't oh, sleep sure. on that. Like prepare yourself that, you know, more people are going to transition there. Um, oh, even though they kind of like Instagram hey, kind of like old stole guys. the idea. Old guys <laughs> hey, let's are real. Yeah. Old guys are getting popular. Yeah, again, I, I think it's a good place for you, you know, just it's because you could put out the same content, you know, you know, no, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure but, I can uh, get a hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's jump into another question. So, uh, and, and you know, some of these, like, I, I always like, I'll get the sense that they know you just the way that like they'll throw in something weird, <laughs> like, you know, ask him this and, and ask him what his favorite hot dog meal, whatever, you know, like where does he like to get his French fries from? So, okay. This one is, uh, Uday underscore Senkaku. Again, I don't Ude know if you're going to know people's uh, handles, but heel hook in the gi, yay or nay? And wait, and then this is where I think that he might know you. And if not, 
How long have you been daisies? Does that is that something that you know? Does no, that make sense? I to think you? he's just meaning if you because I'm a gay guy. I'm a okay. pajama gang. Pajama gang. Where you at? <laughs> I'm mainly in the gi. Like 95 percent of the time, you're gonna find me in the gi. Um, heel hooks in the gi. I'm gonna say no. Uh, and why, if not, why are you guys daisies? Because I think he's just calling us like sissies. For oh, is that what it is? I'm like, is it misspelled or does that actually mean something? No, I think I think he's just calling us gee guys sissies for not doing oh, like, uh, it. I have like, a feeling. Uh, I don't know who this, the, the, the handle doesn't sound familiar. I have a feeling he's a no gee guy. <laughs> let, let me see. Let me see if we get his name. We'll call him out. Let me see. I, I, I got his link. No. I am not a daisy, but I am beautiful. No. <laughs> His his name just says arm triangle instead of like the actual name. All right. So just by the way, right? If anybody sends us a question, um, they have a chance they can if they listen to the podcast and hear their question, hear their screen name, we'll send them a coffee mug or tea. we give we we send them their choice of a podcast coffee mug or a podcast tea. So that's what they'll get. So they got to listen and they got to hear their question and then they got to send us a DM on Instagram. All right, so all right, so our next question is, let me see. Um, S. Andrew Rogers, what does your big competition prep look like? About how many weeks out do you begin, and what do you add on top of your normal training regimen? So my normal training regimen is actually pretty heavy. I like to do two a days, like more than I should, like more than I should take more rest days, but like, uh, um. I'm doing like this week. It's already uh, Thursday. I already did probably about three sessions, two a days. I'm doing a three a day today because I did morning session. I taught a private lesson, which is like a half a session at during lunch. And then tonight there's a 7 p.m. session. So it's like my my weeks are pretty heavy in training uh, to begin with. So when it comes to competition time, it's got Marty in that mode. So it's just maybe a little picked up. But at the time is about the same. I'm, I'm yeah. still in the gym the same amount of time because I'm already in the gym a lot. Um, now, are you, still compete, are you still competing right now? Because I know you've competed in the past. Are you yeah, competing now? I am not competing right now. Okay. Um, my last tournament uh, was a, like about a year before the pandemic kicked off. So it's been a while. Um, I tore my knee. I rehabbed for a couple months, came back, tore right again, MCL both times. So thank you to Feito IT and AV specializing in commercial and residential automation, security cameras, CCTV, POS and more. Check them out at feitoitav.com or call 305-428-2515 and let them know the dummy sent you. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 
to get $10 off your very first box and give them a follow on Instagram at the BJJ box. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs and while you're there, pick up a jujitsu dummy signature tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or gis with code JJD. Yeah, so I tore my MCL two times and uh, I rehabbed and now I've been training again. I've been training pretty hard, so I feel like maybe I could get back into it, but I've just been having fun. Like my main focus right now is in competition. It's, it's just having fun. I'm like, I'm really trying to just have fun with jujitsu and explore. Like right now I'm so creative. Like before it was just like, what works? What's effective to win? Um, and right now I'm like, not so much focused on winning, but exploring like fun things in jujitsu, like lapel tie-ups or crazy moves that I normally probably wouldn't hit in competition because the success rate probably not like top, like premium or like the best risk to reward ratios for me. Um, so instead of being like competition heavy and only focus on like the top high percentage moves or high percentage positions, um, I'm really focusing on having fun. Okay. So now with training two, two and three a days, what is your kind of outside of jujitsu? What is your recovery program? Like, is there, do you have a recovery program? Okay. A lot of so people I, tell me like, no, my recovery program is jujitsu <laughs> in the morning, you know, but <laughs> I, I am naturally flexible. Like I can do the splits. Like I, people put me in Americanas, Kimuras, like I'm pretty naturally flexible up until this past year. And I think, cause I work an office job, I work a full-time office job also that uh, my hips have gotten super tight. So I used to never do anything like recovery, maybe a little bit of stretching. Um, but lately I feel like I have to do a lot of stretching. I do a lot of sauna. Sauna is tremendous. There's an infrared sauna at the cave Academy. Um, so I do a lot of infrared sauna. What's an infrared sauna? sauna? Is that just a brand? What's an infrared oh, sauna? Is that just a brand? So the infrared or? sauna is so like there's the regular sauna. You've probably been to like 24 hour fitness where you can go in and it's really hot and you can only yeah. be in there for like 10 or 15 minutes because it's like physically really hot. Um, that's like uh, like a typical sauna where they heat up the room really high. An infrared sauna is where they like heat up the room through infrared waves and like it gets deeper into your you sweat. You get it. They call it a deeper sweat. So like they haven't done a lot of research, but uh, like they say that during the infrared, you sweat faster and you sweat deeper. So it, it gets out more toxins, so to speak. Okay. Um, I, I haven't like read too many papers on it, but uh, infrared is just, it's not a, a very uncomfortable sauna. So you can be there for, for 30 minutes to an hour. So it's not like a, a typical regular sauna where you can, you can't, you die being in there for 30 minutes or an hour. Um, but infrared, you can stay in there for longer. You sweat super hard. And I feel like it's just, it's good for, I don't know what it does, but I just feel amazing after and it helps for my recovery. I feel less sore and man, I don't really know what it does, yeah. but also um, ice baths, like my, at my parents' house, they have like a big old tub. So I just buy like a thing of ice from Safeway and like <laughs> sometimes I'll pull all the ice out from the fridge and my dad will be like, what's going on? There's no ice in the fridge. It's kind of funny. He's like, damn kids. Me and, my, and then, they, then he walks into the bathroom, me and my brother are just taking ice baths. And it's like, he's like, walks away with an empty cup with no ice. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned your brother a couple of times. It, it, are you guys, you living together? You're living at home, you're saying, right? 
And, no, he has oh. uh, he has his own family. He lives okay. about thirty minutes north of here in American Canyon. I'm okay. still in San Francisco, um, and so I see him probably on the weekends every other weekend. Uh, he trains too. He's a forever blue belt. So <laughs> start, stop. Start, <laughs> he got stop. me into it, but he's taking so many breaks. He just got back into it this week. So i don't like i don't like those forever blue belts because those forever blue belts are kind of like brown belts dude for real <laughs> in hiding <laughs> right there, well, there were, i'll I, throw kimura on real quick we have uh we have a frequent a guest and friend of the show uh nick ron who runs a a, a non-profit for for veterans and uh, and really anybody with ptsd and um mm-hmm. He's he had his blue belt for I don't think he's even gotten his purple. Yet. I don't he's like a forever blue belt, uh military guy, really good, very talented. And like mm-hmm. he'll tell me he's like, I you know, oh, I went to this event and I, you know, I got gold and I'm like, are you still fighting blue belts? <laughs> like, now I'm thinking that on, I don't say it to him, but I'm thinking it. <laughs> like, really? But yeah, even those, the guy at the tournament's probably like, You look familiar, man. <laughs> you know, tell me your your take on on belt promotions and stripes and you know, I think everybody has a, has a different take on it, but you're a black belt now. Now you have a say. <laughs> so I grew up under Kurt Oziander and Kurt Oziander was like, you're not going to pay tuition and expect a belt. Yeah. Um, you're going to earn that, that thing. So it's yeah. like, you'd have blue belts for three, four years, purple belts, three, four years, brown belts, four or five years. Um, I was a brown belt for about four and a half years. So it's like, it, it, I feel like now it's it's a little bit more like there's an attendance card and a check-in, the sign-in sheet, and you buzz your little card in. But back then it was like you really had to earn that thing, either by trial by fire and competition and, and earn it that way, or just put in your dues on the mat and sparring. Yeah. Um, but but it wasn't gonna be just because you paid tuition for a year or two years that you were automatically gonna get a blue belt. And I kind of I do believe in that. Um like back then we never did stripes stripes is something that uh, is recently implemented back into half Gracie. And I think stripes are good for like white belts to make, keep them motivated to think like they're actually accomplishing something and that they're, they're progressing and getting better, even though maybe it may seem like that because the whole world's smashing them with a the cross face. It feels yeah. like, but uh, so I do think to keep them motivated, that's really important. So I do like stripes. I do like stripes in that aspect. Uh, but I do believe like just because you show up for class and pay tuition, like, you probably will get a belt eventually, but you shouldn't really earn it that way. It's not just yeah. about that. It's about like, do you, can you do it or not? You know? And you came up in the world, if I'm not mistaken, I've heard this story more than once. You guys are like the, like a half hour warm up school over there. Right. <laughs> I don't know if it's still like that, but it used to be right. It's just like, yeah, it's not half like hour warm ups and you're dead by the end of that. And that's like, yeah. now you're going to learn this, the, the move of the day, right now you're going to learn <laughs> You know, right? So it's not like, you know, a half hour and the, with the drilling. No, it's a half hour of warm-ups, right? Yeah, half hour of straight just warm-ups. Uh, wow. Conditioning, almost like a high-intensity in, high interval training, like a hit class. It would just be, all right, we're going to run the circle, inside step, outside step, bunch of push-ups. We have this thing called 10-10-10. We do like three sets of that where it's like, first we do 50 jumping jacks, then we do 10 push-ups, we do 10 sit-throughs, and we do 10 diving push-ups or 10 judo push-ups. And we do that like 50 push- jumping jacks, that like three sets. And then we start line drills, forward rolls, backward rolls, crawling. Still now, escape, still now, you guys do up. that? That's no, like, we're not doing that anymore. Okay. But back then, back then, it would be just like a half hour of that. And yeah. then, all right, now it's time to drill for an, 45 minutes. And then you're going to spar six rounds. And uh, Kurt, wow. would, Kurt would be like, you could like, now it's, now people can get water. Now it's like a democracy. Back then, you're like six rounds, no water. Shut the fuck up and train. Like wow. that was Kurt. And so yeah. like now, now if you want water, you can get water. <laughs> but is back it, then is it, it the tough, gym man. changed, the culture's changed. 
Does that yeah, do those half hour warm ups? Uh, again, I'm you know from the from the biz. I'm always look at things from two lenses. I'm a student, but I look at the business side of it. Did you have a lot of people that quit and say, "Fuck this, man! I can't do this. This is you know I'm coming here. I'm I gotta go. You know I'm an attorney. I'm an accountant. I'm a this. I'm a that. I gotta go to work in the morning, man. This is killing me. I came to get out the stress. You know. <laughs> do you think that that's why things changed, or was it was there a reason? Uh no, it was just Kurt left and Kurt oh. Kurt ran those warm-ups. Okay, so, so it was left, it was Kurt there at the Yeah. Okay. Kurt that was like Kurt ran those warm-ups or had had one of his his people run those warm-ups, one of his upper belts. So it was kind of like on his orders what's gonna happen with class. Uh okay. and then when he left, there was a big culture shift in the gym of how class was being taught and all that. But yeah, yeah I feel like I, I can't say maybe like there was before Kurt or like before my time at How Crazy, it was different, but well, as soon as the day I got there, it was Kurt running the show. Yeah. Uh, Half would be there like occasionally to teach class or like take over the reins. But for the most part, day in and day out, I was seeing Kurt. So when you run, when you run your classes, what are you doing? Are are you doing heavy? I find a happy happy medium, maybe like a 15 minute, 10 minute. I do, I do run longer warmups. And I'm having this like philosophical debate when I teach class right now because, like, okay, a lot of times, like, they're out of shape or like they're not going to do the conditioning on their own. So it's like, you can say, well, they should be doing that stuff on their own. When we go to jujitsu, you should only be focusing on jujitsu. So why are you going to make them do jumping jacks, make them do single legs, make them do drills that are for jujitsu, like those kind of drills, warmups. But I'm also like, I don't know, man, something about warming up the body and getting the body primed up to do those drills and, and doing that, there's something to that. And it's not maybe just diving into to different types of drills and warm-ups for jiu-jitsu is not the best way for the body. So I'm constantly having that philosophical debate whether to like get rid of those traditional warm-ups when I teach class and just go straight into jiu-jitsu. Currently, I still run the old school warm-ups where it's like not the half hour, but it's like we're gonna do jumping jacks and forward lunges and inside skips and push-ups and like all that jazz, like yeah. calisthenics type style style. Right. And before we get into like maybe jujitsu drills. Um, so like, I'm still kind of weighing it out whether like, okay, well, yeah, you got really good at jumping jacks and you were in good shape. But if you focused on single legs for that time for the whole year, if you look at the whole year, like in the long term, take a step back, you would have been a monster wrestler. Like, it's like, oh yeah, but yeah. So I'm always having that debate right now. I still believe like doing those traditional movements are really good for warming up the body and getting the body ready to do those jujitsu movements. Cause again, not everyone in your class is going to be like a college kid or, or ready to go and just no warm up, just like crack their neck twice and ready to spar. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, you know, yeah, those days are you... for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I'm ready to go. Let's go. Let's do it. So it's like to get like some of the older guys, like get them ready. Cause like maybe they just showed up or they didn't, uh, come early enough to get their stretches in, make sure they don't hurt themselves during class. So I was going to say, that was those. my next question is that, you know, do you have old timers and young and youngsters? Is it competition class? Is it a mixture of everybody hobbyists uh, and somebody who everybody. might be competing so, next week, you know? Yeah. So it's a mixture of everybody. Um, at the university, I teach all university kids. I'm, like there's a few graduates and a few staff, like maybe like a very few handful, um, mainly it's undergraduate students. So they're like in between, they could be 17 to 21, 22. And those kids, man, you tell them to do a drill, they'll, they'll just do it. There's no stopping. They're just like, we're just going to do it. I love that. Cause I can just bark orders and they're just like, yes, what's next. Um, and it's funny when I teach nighttime and like in Pacifica, sometimes they'll be like, I do this thing in judo where I make all them do, uh, I make them do a handstand. A partner will grab your feet. And you'll do a handstand walk. So the, the partner will make sure you don't fall. Like you're doing a stay in your handstand and you just walk across the mat with the handstand. 
And so that builds your shoulder, builds your chest. Like it's a, it's a very good judo drill that I like to implement. And, I, and when I do it with the jiu-jitsu guys, all the old guys are like, uh, my shoulder, my head, uh, uh. Like, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm just gonna look away. So it's like, it's funny. Like, so sometimes I kind of gauge the room, especially when I teach class, like I kind of gauge like, okay, who's in the room? What am I going to do? Uh, are they getting ready for a competition? Are they not? So it's like, not just like, uh, I go in there with my game plan. Like sometimes I'll have a game plan, but I'll have to like, oh, there's like two white belts in there. It's their first day. Uh, and they're like, there's only four people in the class or there's 20 people in the class and they're all purple belts and blue belts. So it's like, I, I kind of just go kind of get a, get an idea of what I want to do. Check the pulse. I'm always big about being situational. Yeah. That's cool. That's, for me, you know, I, I, the whole, like the old guy and the going, oh, my shoulder, you know, that's, that's, I'm 49, man. That's, that's just how, that's just how it goes down. I've got to pull. I still have like a, I've had a pulled groin muscle that I'm trying to like baby and, and I'm not training as much um, for like months now. Everybody's like, that's the worst injury. It takes forever to heal. And I'm like, yeah, I go like once or twice a week. I hurt it. I recover for the next yeah. four days. I'm like, all right, let's hurt it again. You know, no. so I just can't I can't stay away. And, you know, I'm learning how to like really like baby it and where I have to be. And I'm a guard puller. I like kind of lockdowns mm. and half guard. So as Ooh, long yeah, as I stay, guard. I'm on my natural like right. I'm like I'd be on my right side anyway. So if I stay there, let them work the second they get me the other way and I've got to go back and <laughs> push that leg in. I'm, it, I'm done. So, but yeah, I mean, look, you know, I get um, I always talk to to people about. You know, from the coaching side, I don't coach, but when I'm being coached, I do like when they kind of say, you know, like, okay, this, these are white belts over here. Let's get somebody to work with them on the side. Like we may be showing a move of the day, but like these guys are not like their weights. Like my school does like, we're doing like back takes right now and all different like ways to get to the back. Your partner's in turtle, Mm -hmm. uh, you from, from guard, you know, pass his guard, turn him over, take his back. Right. We're going to do that for a month. We weren't, we didn't always do it like that. And I love when my coach changed to that. Cause if I go to, if I go to the school three times a week, it used to be like, it was, it was the move of the week. It was the, the series of the week. Mm-hmm. Well, if I missed that week or I didn't get to train as much or even three days and you know, he's open seven days a week, man, what did I miss? And, and the, when he started to extend it like that, I feel like he, like you said, gauged the room and realized, yeah, at least for my adults, a lot mm-hmm. of my adults can only come from work, work, family, injuries, they're only coming two or three times a week. Let me, ch- and it changed. And I, I think we all got better because of that. Cause now we really are working on those for one month. We're working on that series next mm-hmm. month. It's going to be, you know, triangles next month. It's going to be arm bars, but he also shows you like the beginner through the advanced versions of that. Oh, so you sure. can kind of like start from like a more advanced position. If you feel like, okay, yeah, listen, I'm a brown belt. Mm-hmm. I can start here versus doing the basics. So I do like when he does gear it to it, you know, like, like you said, I'll use your, your, your read the room, you know, read the room. And, and I think he did. And he changed it at least again for the adults. We're more, my school, at least like the older guys were mostly hobbyists, but like a lot of those kids, that came up through his kids program, which is he's we have a very <laughs> large, turning into adults slowly. We have a very large kids program, probably the largest. I, I don't want to say the largest in South Florida, definitely in our area where we are. It's the biggest. There's nobody that has a jujitsu. Like all the other schools are like one little storefront. We're like four or five storefronts. Like it's huge. And what do you train? The, the, I train. It's the old fight sport. Everybody knows fight sports. So it's the old fight oh, yeah, sports yeah. in Coral Springs, not Miami. But we're filming down in Miami, but this is, Fight sports up in Coral Springs. It's now called Jiu-Jitsu for Life when all the craziness happened around fight sports and, you know, if you know what's happened recently. 
he, you know, we, the, the coach definitely stepped away, renamed the school, dropped the affiliation, and was glad to see that. And, um, and yeah, so we're jujitsu for life now. It's, uh, um, you know, still the same school. Every once in a while, somebody walks in with a fight. Nobody's like, get out, did that fight sport. Nobody, it's not like that. Like, nobody's <laughs> yeah. like, ah, burn them. You know, it, was, it wasn't like that. It was oh, just yeah. like, let's transition to, you know, going on its own. But again, the school was, uh, is again, one of the biggest kids programs, but those kids are graduating from those kids programs, man. And like, you know, these 16 year old boys, right. Are coming through. They got a blue belt. They've been training longer than me. They've been yeah. training with him yeah, longer than I have. And it's like these kids, they're monsters, man. And yeah, man. funny enough, like we've had situations where a lot of the older, like there's one kid in particular, I'm not going to say his name. I, I believe he listens to a lot of the podcasts. I know, I, I know, you know, his family, other people in his family train and people were like, not, he's a beast, like 16, 17 years old. He's a, he's a man. He's got facial hair now. You know, he's got yeah. muscles. He's got, he's a purple belt now. And people were just not training with him. Like people were avoiding him. And now, you know, like, and I was one of them. I'm like, he's a beast. He's going to, I'm, you know, now, like I rolled with him after I, I, I pulled my, uh, my, my muscle, my, my groin muscle. And I actually told him, I said, let's dude, I'm going to roll. I'm hurt. You know, let's do a floor roll. And his, it was still a tough roll. It wasn't really a flow roll, but he respected that. And now I'm like not worried about rolling with him. If I'm hurt, I'm going to tell him. And I do tell most partners like, hey, I'm hurt. Yeah. Usually if they're like purple and above, I'm going to tell him I'm hurt. If they're purple and below and I know it's like, okay, I'm, he's not going to give me that much trouble anyway. You know, then I'm going to just, I won't even say anything. But most people know like they've seen that I don't, I'm not coming as much and they'll ask. But, you know, I, I do, it's look, I, I again, going back, I, I do like when, the coach kind of understands what I'm going through. And I feel like sometimes I've been there or there's been more old timers and he makes the warmups a lot shorter. You know? <laughs> I'm like, I, the warmups weren't this, this short on Monday. What's going on here? Do I, should I always come on Tuesday when they're not as bad? Or is it, did you, did you tone it down? Cause I'm here. So, oh, so you dap up all the old guys like nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say one thing, uh, you know, do you, I, 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 stretch before I leave the house now because we do warm-ups, but I actually, I can remember way back, this is years ago, I hurt my lower back doing the warm-ups when I hadn't stretched. And we used to do like a really good stretching program. We kind of got away from that. And it's just like warm-ups drilling. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, I got to start stretching at home. So I'm stretching 15, 20 minutes at home, massage gun, chirp wheel, foam roller. I've got them all so, all so right. I've got everything and I'll do it at home. I, I Sometimes I get there now more, and I used to go to the gym, get there early, kids classes being finished and I'd find a, an area to go to stretch. And now all of a sudden, now, every, now the older guys, especially they're, they're doing the same thing, but I'm stretching at home and then I'm getting there and stretching as long as I can before the mat, not bullshit in the corner. Yeah. But what what's your take on that? You know, this kind of goes hand in hand with kind of ju your jujitsu and the way you take care of yourself doesn't just start when you walk through the door. Like For you sure. need to be learning on your own. You need to be stretching on your own, right? You do recovery on your own. Talk about that a little bit. Like, you know, how does that, when you're talking to people and giving them advice on jujitsu, are you talking about those things? Do people ask you those kind of questions? Uh, no, so much more. It's more just like the actual technique. I kind of focus on that, but, uh, I mean, the jujitsu lifestyle is more than just learning some techniques. Like 
I feel like the Jesus lifestyle is like a healthy lifestyle, making sure like you're eating right, you're stretching, you're keeping your body limber and healthy. Like I do yoga, not as much as I should, but I got like about like five classes at a time and just kind of hop in whenever I can. Um, I feel like those types of things where it's like just stretching and and all that is going to help your longevity in jujitsu because it's not about like maybe it's like, oh, yeah, you're not, you're not going to be flexible or you're not going to do the splits, but you're going to be able to train for a lot more years if you do these couple things a week. So I feel like it's mainly just looking out long. Like I want to do jiu-jitsu for as long as possible, you know? So it's yeah. like longevity wise. And like, I'm a pretty busy guy. So it's like, I've worked full time. I'm a graduate student in a doctoral program. I'm doing the jujitsu thing. It's like, sometimes I don't have enough time to do it. And I do get hurt that way. Cause I didn't stretch yeah. enough or I didn't make it, but I'm trying to balance all these different things. And uh, I wish I, I, I could like just pause time to be like, pause, don't start class yet. Let me get some of these. <laughs> be like, it does not right, work I'm like free. that. <laughs> How old are you, Yoshi? I don't think we asked. I don't think you I'm mentioned. I'm 31. Oh, you're 31. Man, yep. I, I would have said you were in your 20s easily. <laughs> right. Thank you. And what, if you don't mind me asking, uh, you said you're you're in a doctoral program. What are you doing? Yeah, so I'm a student at USF, the University of San Francisco. I uh, graduated my master's in organization leadership studies last year. So I'm doing the same program, but just the doctoral program. I haven't started yet. It starts August 20th. So we're about, I'm just getting ready for that, like getting everything lined up for that. Um, it's pretty cool because like even my master's, like I wrote a 60 page thesis and I got to write it on judo. Um, I learned about uh, leadership acquisition and co- collegiate athletes. So I interviewed just the people that fought on the collegiate circuit, the collegiate judo circuit on for USF interviewed all of them and how that helped them with different aspects of their life, kind of a little bit open-ended so that they can tell me how it, how it affected them. And yeah, it was amazing. I got to like mix my academics with my passion and I'm going to probably do the same thing with my doctorate, but I'm going to switch it towards jujitsu this time. I'm going to focus my research on jujitsu. And ultimately what, what do you want to do with that degree? Where do you see yourself? So it's a good question. <laughs> I if, work wait, at wait, hold on, let me ask you this way. Was there a plan before, it, before you got an Instagram okay. famous and it was there a plan now? <laughs> so the plan was I'm going to go to graduate school because I compete, can compete in collegiate judo for another year. So I went to grad school and then I kind of like, I was already working at the university. And if you work there, you get like a big college uh, tuition discount. So right now I graduated. I don't like right now I was trying to get into the tech world. But uh, right now, the Bay Area, like job market for tech is actually like not so good. So I decided to go back to school until I figure out maybe I'll maybe I'll stop school or like continue school and then enter tech. But for now, since I'm working at the university and I get like a pretty heavy discount on school, I don't want to waste time. So if I'm working there, I'm going to be going to school. Yeah. So do you feel like is that going to take away from your training at all? Is that a worry? Probably, but I'm going to be a fucking doctor. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> legit really carry well I, what would you use professor or doctor i don't know i can't <laughs> wait to be like on an airplane to be like is there a doctor here and i'm gonna be like well get out of here yeah are, 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 are the are the youngsters calling you professor do they call uh, you professor it's funny now? man like you got uh, the youngsters like uh, on Instagram, people are starting to call me professor, and I'm like, "Yo, isn't that like when you get your third stripe or something?" I'm like, "Yo, chill." <laughs> like, I don't know. I think I know for guys in uh, in my gym, I I hear people. I don't I don't call the guys that I've come up with or trained with. I don't I don't call anybody professor when they've gotten that popular. Not because I'm being disrespectful. I'm, it's still, you know, Junior Andres. You know, it's still like mm-hmm. they're just my buddies. I, I would feel weird. But I definitely like the. It, it's nice to see when the kids ask them. You know, when 
when lower belts will say, hey, professor, can you show me this? <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, I can't wait for that. You know, I can wait for the belt, but that's going to just be a really cool thing. Now, my wife is going to give me so much shit if she hears anybody <laughs> call me professor. Really? I can't get him to pick up his is underwear that- off the floor. You're calling him professor. Professor of what? You know? <laughs> that's hilarious. It's yeah. funny though, because like jujitsu is like I'm so like laid back. I feel like like in judo, like my sensei is sensei. Yeah. No matter what, that's sensei. Yeah. Mister Sensei on a formal day, <laughs> you know. Sensei. I, I have seen like I think I saw Sensei dropped in some of the questions and in some of the comments. Right? Like, are people do people call you Sensei when you're uh, so, when you're training like, judo? Uh, at the USF, I have them call me coach because yeah. I feel like sensei like again that's that that formality in judo is so heavy like it's like there's one sensei and that's that guy that's not me okay um kevin kevin like for me kevin O, like that's sensei so i i'm the assistant coach so i let them call me coach yeah um or yoshi i'm pretty pretty fluid with them or yeah. pretty open like i'm not like oh but for me it's like i have to be like okay sensei that's sensei but in jujitsu even when i see Hal, it's like uncle Hal, <laughs> some, yeah. some crazy shit like what's up bro and but like i would never call my judo sensei bro <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think Master I call, Yoshi. I mean, my, my professor, it's, it's always kind of funny because my professor is younger than me, right? He's a, a few years younger than me. Um, and, and I, I usually find myself just calling him by his first name. Uh, the second we get off the mat, it's, it's Felipe, you know, but when I'm on the mat, I, I in front of, if I'm in front of younger people or if like, I really want to get his attention, like, I think mm-hmm. I say, I think I catch myself saying professor, not coach so much, but I think there's mm-hmm. just like. Sometimes I forget, like, oh shit, I'm the older guy. Like, um, I, you know, I'm looking <laughs> up to this guy. He's taught me jujitsu since I was a blue belt. You know, I got to a school when I was a blue belt already. Um, so, you know, he's given me, you know, my my stripes, my purple, my brown. You know, and I, I really hope that I'm. I bought a house recently, and me and my wife. My wife does a little bit of kickboxing, like so. Um, nice. We were like both like we didn't want to move out of the area for. We we blamed it on our daughter who had to finish one more year of school. But we were like really, really wanted to be close to our gyms. And we are really, really like between both of our gyms. We're like, I'm literally like three minutes away. And wow, she, yeah, she's so awesome. like maybe a 10 minute drive with lights. I'm, I'm three minutes if I hit the light, you know, so that's I'm really awesome. close. And I used to live behind the school. I bought a house, but I was in a townhouse. When I was behind the school, it was less than one minute drive from where I was to the school. <laughs> literally, I'd get in the car. I've timed it. It was... I. Less than a minute to get there. Less than a even if, no even excuse if I, to miss in traffic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. She'd be like, "Why don't you? I don't understand why you don't walk. You at least get a little exercise." In the I'm like, I don't know. It's just not there. But, um, but yeah, man. Get, you didn't want to get beat up on the way back. Yeah, home right. Or like, walking in the dark. I'm scared. You're all wiped. You're all wiped out from jujitsu, and you come back. Your most vulnerable <laughs> moment. So let's let's get into let's get into uh, 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 these two. We kind of touched on maybe one or two of these things, but let's talk about. Uh, cool dot half dot Luke. That's his uh, his handle. Is it better for a newcomer to work on their bottom game or top game? Oh, we lost you there. We lost the video for a minute. Can you hear me? Yeah, I, I refocused this. Okay, no worries, no worries. Is it better for a newcomer to work on their bottom game or top game? What's your philosophy and why? Uh, so a newcomer, like brand new jujitsu, should work from the bottom up. Um, like. It's, I used to like show them something cool when I was first, like kind of like a little immature in jujitsu. I would show them something cool, like, oh, here's an armbar or Americana, like, check this out, like to get them like fascinated about it, like, oh, I have, I have the power. Mm-hmm. But like nowadays, like I would realize, like I'd watch them spar 
And they would only go for that one submission that they knew. And they would leave themselves vulnerable to like every single attack possible because they were just gunning for that one thing. So like now I'm like, if you're a newbie, like really focus on escapes. Because then whenever you're in that position, even if you gun for that one escape, it's going to be way better than just trying to do an arm bar from every position possible. Um, so like really focus on, on your back, getting comfortable with escapes, uh, getting from out of side controls back into half guard and like focus, maybe not so much on these big escapes. Like, Oh, I busted out of uh, side control, like side control back to half guard, half guard, back to full guard, full guard to half guard, half guard to taking the back, like little transitions I think are really important. So focus not so much on these big, cool, like moves, but like, focus on escapes and transitions into different positions, like as your basis. And then once you have a solid foundation of, okay, I know all the positions, I know how to fluidly transition in between all the positions and then I'm comfortable with that. Then we can like do like crazier sweeps and submissions. And then, then I feel more comfortable doing that. Like before it was like, I want them their first day of jujitsu, they have to walk away. Like, Oh, I know I can fuck someone up almost. Like, that was cool. <laughs> I want to come back. Um, but nowadays I'm like, okay, yeah, but, during sparring, they're going to fuck themselves over because they're only going to go for that Americana, like in from positions that they shouldn't do it. So it's like, yeah. uh, kind of weighing that out still. So when I get it, like, uh, I'll grab, like if there's a, especially if they're, if they're a bigger guy, if there's a white belt and I could just, okay, Hey, you know, you see the belt tied all the way up here. You're like, yeah, first <laughs> <Propellers>. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it looks like a bow tie. It's so high. You know, I I'll usually, again, especially if they're bigger, cause I'm, I'm pushing 240, so I'm usually going to grab that person. And regardless of what the coach is doing, as soon as we go to like, you know, where we're go off, we're going off and supposed to drill that move. I'll get them. I'll say, let's, you know, first day, first week. Okay, have you worked on this? You, all right, get into my guard, and I'll just show them how to break the guard, side control, mount, and then you know we switch. Just keep on going back and forth. And I think like I find sometimes I find it's not the coach's fault. He's got a big class. It's like kind of like just you get thrown into the mix. I usually like to just go over those basics with them. And then I think they're very appreciative yeah. of that. Cause they're just like, wow. Yeah. I, I can't do that. I, <laughs> what's a back take from turtle. Am I the turtle? Who's the turtle? You know? So I see that in their face and I, 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 I was lucky enough. I was like the first student, I really the second student at my school when I first started mm -hmm. my, when I first started as a white belt, it was a family friend. He had a female student that was like uh, uh, the wife of one of his friends, but like she didn't last like more than that week. Like I think she just like, hey, I'll be your first student and come and train with you when you open the school. And I came right after that. And I was very lucky that I just it was me and him, me and a black belt for like, amazing. yeah, two hours a day, six days a week. He was taking me to like other schools. And then we slowly but surely got, you know, we got our first student, our second student, our third student. So I had this time where I would just work with him. So it would be like, he'd show me basics and he'd show me what he'd want. And I tell this story all the time. I started watching right away. I was like, I need to find videos. I need sneaky jujitsu submissions. <laughs> I used to swear to God, I tell you, go on YouTube. Extra sneaky. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if there's a listener out there who like wants to get that one guy that's always beaten up on him, just go to YouTube and type in sneaky BJJ submissions and you're going to see wrist locks. You're going to see like <laughs> baseball bat chokes from like, from, from sitting. It was, and what I, what I found was I started to find these moves like, cause I was trying to like, I wanted to get better against him. Mm -hmm. And what I found was I would see moves. And in the beginning, he didn't like that, that I, he's like, wait, what, you, what are you doing? Where'd you learn that? Cause I didn't teach it to you. And I started, I started to bring my iPad and I'd be like, Oh look, you know, like I saw that here. 
And in the beginning, he didn't like it, but then he started to embrace it. We would do his class. And again, we'd start to get students in. And then he would be like, okay, what do you got? And I'd be like, okay, I saw this cool move. And, you know, how do I do this? Like, I, I can't figure out how to put my leg there. How would I do that? And he really embraced it. And then it became a thing. And again, right, right from the beginning, I was like on YouTube. I was a f Jason Scully videos were my favorite. I started to, I, I won my first uh, tournament with like a, uh, uh, North South. But I was just like laying on the guy's face. My gut was on his face and somebody <laughs> called it a North that. South. And I, I was like, I gotta, I, I need to know how to do that better. And I started to find Marcelo Garcia videos. Right. So I liked all that, but I, I mean, it's just, I don't, it, how do you feel about like, I mean, you're putting out videos. How do you feel about kids that are out there? Like they just go learn something and then they come do some crazy move in the gym. Do you usually try to get a handle on that? Like, hold on one second. Show, show me what you're trying to do. Let me help you. I mean, yeah, that's part of the fun of it. It's like, again, like, okay, what's your, what's your purpose? Are you a hobbyist? Are you a competitor? If you're a competitor, maybe not. Cause then you don't want to learn something that you're going to try and that might not work. You might want to yeah. focus on just like the high percentage moves. If you're having fun, then yeah, go for yeah. it. Like, if your instructor is not going to teach squid guard because he doesn't, he does that's not his game. Then should you not learn it? No, you should go out there and learn it. And yeah. I'm like big into the community. I'm like, Oh, it's not like, Oh, just stay here. Like I think the Brazilian term is like, it's like if you go visit a lot of places like a nomad, but I feel like, I mean, I came up with so many different instructors at that little Muay Thai school. And again, like I can, I can, I feel you on that. Like having that one-on-one -on -one contact builds you up, especially in the beginning. Cause like I was at a small school with not that many jujitsu students, everyone did Muay Thai. And so it'd be having like a, a full old Gracie Baja black belt from Brazil, be there for you every single day of the week and like work with you and like really fine tune you is amazing. But I also feel like getting out there and having so many different like flavors is really important. Cause like, if there's so much to jujitsu, there's so much to jujitsu. It's like saying you like food, but only eating American food or Italian food your whole life. Cause like, that's all you knew, but it's like, dude, there's so much more out there. It's like the same principle with jujitsu. There's so many different styles and aspects and looks that like I've had so many different like, amazing instructors and each one gave me a different piece. You know, I, I, I kind of laugh a little bit about, you know, people who before the pandemic, they would shit all over like videos or make front of back in the day, the, you know, Gracie university and, you know, you can get your blue belt before you've even kind of stepped on them. I, I believe if, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken. Right. And those same people trying to get like do online classes <laughs> and put out videos. Like it was like, cause they were forced into it and like, they really saw the light. And I, some people still fight that, but I, it's just, for us, I know for our world, I don't know if it's like this in karate or in other disciplines, but I know yeah, for our world, huh? it's just crazy. I mean, it's just like you could really learn. I don't want to say you could really teach yourself, although we've had some guests on that talk about that. Like I study and I look at stuff and I study video and I figure out moves. And Mikey Musumeci talks about this, like, you know, get I figure out a move and then I've got to, I, I, I latch onto it and I'm trained 12 hours in a day just mm -hmm. trying to figure out that move. Um, and it just wasn't always like that. And, and so many guys would fight. And now that's just, it's the, it's the way that jujitsu works. It's the way mm -hmm. that this world works. We're all on social media. We're all going to see something cool. We're all going to be like, Hey, where'd you learn that move? Video last night. I was on <laughs> For sure. Rabbit hole. I, sure. I, I just went down this rabbit hole of sneaky BJJ videos and all, you know, I found this thing that I like. And uh, again, I always talk about Jason Scully because I love those videos where I did. I, I might've mentioned this to you on the phone. Um, like 53 arm bars or uh, guard submissions from the bottom in five minutes. So and, mm -hmm. you know, 89 leg locks in 12 minutes. Like 
these crazy videos and it was never about learning all of them. It was about just kind of going, ah, man, I'm always there. And that's what yeah, I use. Yeah. Films. Like I'm always oh, in this sure. position. Like right now, again, because I'm pulling guard a lot, I'll go back and watch the Jason. It's like 53 like submissions from guard. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm like, ah, man, I forget. I mean, why aren't I doing that basic move, you know, grab the collar and get a normal, like it's just the craziest stuff. But I, I'm, I grew up in jujitsu on the videos on learning mm-hmm. stuff online. And, and I, I could never figure out why people didn't like it. Some people say like my co-host Miguel, he's not, you know, who's normally with us. He says, uh, you know, part of it was like, did teachers think that they were going to lose their students? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm not teaching them that, um, if I, I, I'd rather tell them not to go to another gym or not to watch than for me not to have an answer for them. If they come mm-hmm. to ask me how to do this thing, how do you do this yeah, leg lock sure. and not know, you know, like I, I, I kind of, I, I agree, I agree with that. I think that it's, it's part of that. Uh, the crayon stuff, I think it's a lot of times people like it's a business, like I said before, right. They don't want to lose their student to another gym. That's maybe giving them a little bit more of what they like. So they'd rather, fr- no, don't go train. Mm-hmm. You know, I get the old, I guess what was the old school kind of thinking, well, I might have to compete against that guy, so don't show him our tricks, right? Mm-hmm. Is that kind of, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, I, I competed very little, but like at, at white and blue and, and maybe once at purple. But, I mean, you competed. Do you really feel like yeah. it was like that? And, and, and it's not like uh, that for you now. If I was competing, I don't know if I'd be doing these videos because like I'm literally right now, again, when it comes to like the videos, like, I only want to show videos, like at least for right now, until I run out of these moves, like moves that I use in my jujitsu. Cause like the one, they're not gimmicky. They're not, they're not like, who's going to talk shit. Like, oh, that doesn't work. And be like, nah, bro. Like I use this every day. So it's yeah. like, I only want like my, I've only been doing it for so like the short period of time. So I can still, I still have like a, a list of moves that I use all the time that I'm still like waving put out, but I only want to show things that I feel like are effective and like that are not like gimmicky. I'm, I'm really big on like not just being gimmicky, but like being fun and effective. Do you really feel and, like you would ever run out of moves? Uh, I well, think- I mean, cause it comes to a point where it's like, okay, I do these moves and I do like these like moves, like these are like my, this is my game. And then, I mean, after like a couple hundred, you're probably going to be like, okay, well, I got to start doing studying and start finding new games. And like, I don't know, it hasn't hit yet, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm there's going to be a time where it's like, I've exhausted all the moves that I use on my day to day. But hopefully by the time I get there, I've collected like 20, 30 yeah, more that, moves. That's where I was, and it that, keeps yeah, going. I was going to say that I'm like, you know, <laughs> you're also a student. Right. I heard you, your acceptance or your, when you spoke on the mic, when you got your black belt, like you're like, this is day one. This is, I'm starting, I'm starting now. So I mean, you're going to learn so much more stuff. And it feels like day one. I got my first day after my black, I got my black belt came in the very next day to train and who showed up six time world champion, Antonio Braganetto. And he was like, Hey, welcome to black belt. And he squished me like a bug. (laughs) And, And I was like, I'm, cross face like he's tied behind my back and i'm like this is day one of black belt yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like so man it, it's it's quite the experience though but i love it yeah i mean listen that's you know i think that that's uh, to me that's the awesome part of this my wife keeps i'll say it this way my wife keeps on asking me like i've had my brown belt but i've been hurt for a long time so i've been mm-hmm. training it's sporadic it's only a couple times a week sometimes only once a week sometimes i have to skip because i've I'll, I'll, I'll do something though. I'll go weight training. I'll, I'll do something else. I'm not just sitting on the couch waiting for, for myself to get better, but she'll be like, you know, Hey, when do you, you know, she's always asking me about when am I going to get my black belt as I've progressed? Like I really, 
I know people say this. I don't care about the belt anymore. Yeah, it's exactly. not. It's not like when I was white. Man, I can't wait to be a black belt. I said before, joking around about the like being called professor. I mean, that's a cool aspect of having it. And like, I, I think about my wife hearing somebody else call me that, and, and, <laughs> and my mind goes to that. But I, I, it's not about that anymore. And I, and I think for me, at a certain level, it's like. My style of jujitsu is my style of jujitsu. I've been big. I've always been big. I've always been like a more of a smash and pass. And for me now, it's like, it's about finding the little details to make the things that I know better. I'm not flexible. You know, I don't like being stacked. Big guys don't like normally like being stacked, you know? So <laughs> like, there's just certain things that I know that I'm not going to get myself into. I really, I love the North South and I love the lockdown. Those are my go-tos. My coach would be like, I love lockdown. yeah, Mel, doing a, North South on the white belt again, huh? <laughs> you know, like, but I really feel like I, I perfect that. I, like I really just keep on doing it and, perf- and remember something small and little transitions. But I feel like my game is my game and I'm looking for just the details. It's why I like your stuff. Mm. I go, oh, I'm like, oh, well, man, that's, I forgot about that. I Either you reminded me of a move I didn't know about or I'm like, oh, I don't do that because I never, I never finish it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, that's. Ah, that's a good way to look at it, you know? So so I like it that way, but again, it's like the black belt will happen when, when it's going to happen, but I actually now understand, like, when I had friends that were, like, white belts becoming blue belts, they were like, oh, my God, I'm nervous. I'm up for my blue belt. Like, And I would be like, don't worry about it. You don't have to know everything that you're supposed to know at blue, right? That's the first day of blue belt, right? You've just graduated from white, you know? And now I'm just like the same way. I'm less like, man, I don't want it for years. I don't feel like I'm ready for that. I don't feel like I'm deserving of it. I feel like I don't want the expectations that go along with it yet. I'm not ready, but it doesn't matter if I'm ready. It's going to be when the coach is ready. I'm still, I'm still years away from it, but I I just got my brown belt this year. So, uh, you know, pandemic blew out my knee, you know, like blew out my knee the day before we like my company went into, into quarantine and we started working from home. So it was like, Sunday, I trained on a Sunday, blew out my knee Monday. I was sitting there with a computer on my lap, leg up. Oh, God. And yeah, so I had like nine months. I couldn't train anyway. I couldn't lift. I couldn't train. I, you know, just doing little silly little knee exercises and, and shit. But, um, but yeah, so I lost a lot of time. I would have actually, I was supposed to get my brown belt the in July, the first July of the pandemic. So I would have had my brown belt then. So then wound up coming two years later. You know, so pretty close to two years later. So, so anyway, so, so, okay. So let's, let's get into this next question. Cause I, I something that I'm, I'm kind of, uh, super interested in. I told you, I like to kind of hear about people's lives around jujitsu. In what aspect has jujitsu influenced your personal life? What's changed for you because of jujitsu? What's changed for me because of jujitsu? Oh, uh, such a, like, there's so many ways to attack that question. Like, What's changed for me? I feel like jujitsu has, of course, like the basic generic cliche shit, like, like, oh, I can handle stress better. And I'm not worried because if once you've like, if someone's trying to kill you, like <laughs> literally like simulate your death via strangulation, then, you know, that paper, that report that your boss wants isn't actually that bad. Like that type of shit. That's like super basic and generic. I feel like, I think like really it's just given me like a work ethic, like no other, because if you don't, jujitsu is one of those things that has severe physical consequences. If you don't practice your shit, like you can 
to be as theoretical as you want. If you don't actually go out there and drill and put it into practice, then you're going to get fucked up. And so it's one of those things that's like, okay, if you're not good at it, you're going to have severe physical consequence. So I feel like yeah. just the tenacity and grit that it gives you to work even, even with things that don't have physical, like uh, physical consequences, like it just gives you like the different type of tenacity and grit to go after it. Um, and I think that's not just jujitsu. I think that's mainly competition. I feel like jujitsu competition is something else completely. And that has probably given me a lot more than I would just say, maybe even jujitsu in general, just because like my life was so competition based when I was growing up and it just gave me like this drive and this tenacity that like, um, I don't know where it came from or how it happened, but I'm just so thankful yeah. like like that it, that it's there, that it exists, like this this switch that I can turn. Yeah. I call it I like to call for jujitsu for me, I like to call it the quiet confidence. Because mm-hmm. I was a big mouth. Friends would always like to get in the fights. This is before I moved to Florida. When I was in New York, we were like troublemakers. My buddies, like, you know, sleeping with everybody else's girlfriend. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like stealing <laughs> girlfriends and shit. Let's we'll just say it that way. Um and like we used to just get in, like always get into scuffles and fights. And I thought I knew how to fight until I started to do jujitsu. And then you understand, like, oh shit, if somebody grabs me, like they don't have to throw a punch. They could fuck me up just for <laughs> so that that quiet confidence of number one, realizing that quickly and going, yeah, I need to keep my mouth shut. I need to mm-hmm. like not be an asshole and just, you know, just think like jujitsu kind of weeds out a lot of the assholes as as it is. But also just like being able to walk into a room and feel more confident about yourself. Like mm-hmm. you're not, you know, when you're a kid, you're worried about like, Oh, there's a bully here or somebody that I don't like. And it's just like walking into a room and, and really none of that matters because you know, again, you know what it's like to be strangled, but you know that you could pretty much take care of yourself. So again, I call that the quiet confidence. I think especially for kids, kid that happens with kids a lot, right? Kids that change jujitsu, they all of a sudden parents are like, they're doing better in school. They have more friends. It's, it just changes because they've gotten this confidence that they wouldn't have had, you know, otherwise they're getting thrown on the floor, you know, by a girl in class or they're throwing, you know, they're throwing a tough kid. Uh, my, one of the, one of the original co-hosts from the show, mm-hmm. his son got into a fight with a kid who I guess essentially at that time they were calling him a bully. He got into a fight with a kid at school and was able to take care of himself. I think he like took the guy down. The guy was the bully. The son was like smaller, skinnier, mm-hmm. They are now both training at my school. Oh wow! And they're friends. That's and amazing. That's how I think. Like that's the beauty of jujitsu. Something like that, where you know people that were in a fight. I mean, I I had a scuffle with uh with a a training partner, and because of jujitsu, like it really like it squashed it. Like we got into a little something on the mat. We were supposed to we were supposed to be doing catch and release, and he wasn't releasing. <laughs> you know, he wasn't releasing, and Turn I got and I got bit. yeah, I got a little upset. And we almost got into it, and he cuts my hair once a week. He's my barber, you know. Like, so, but it's because <laughs> that's of how it happens, though, man. That's that's like you make your best friends sometimes through these weird situations. Like, yeah, that. I see him every week. We bullshit. We're always, you know, I'm sitting in the chair. We were talking about jujitsu the whole time, and it's just like that. It's like it never happened, you know. We, you know, we talk about it a little bit. Yeah, remember that time? Remember? Yeah, yeah. No, you fucking try to get me that triangle catch and release, Alex. <laughs> yeah. what the fuck, you know, yeah, but. Community and confidence, I think two big things that you mentioned that are just amazing that jiu-jitsu gives you. Yeah. And I mean, at least for me personally, that's like kind of like generic as jiu-jitsu, like in a big general aspect. But uh, growing up with Kurt, man, like his jiu-jitsu and his his lifestyle and his like his bigger than life, like aura that he has 
It's like, it made me to like, showed me to have fun and like, enjoy the moment. Like you're here to have fun. It's like, you're here to have fun. Like, that's one thing that I try to like show and like say, like, I'm really grateful. And like, Jiu-Jitsu is amazing because it's given me so much fun. Like, yeah. we think we take that for granted. Like, Jiu-Jitsu is so fun. <laughs> yeah. where, where do you, this is a quick, we have like a little, we call it the drill down now. We have like a little segment at the end, but I, I really want to hear the answer to it now is where do you see yourself in, you know, in the future, you know, five years, 10 years, you know, you've got, you're going to school and then jujitsu. I'm like, do you, do you see a vision? Is there a plan or is it just like, I'm just going to keep on taking one foot in front of the other, or is there ultimately like a plan for all this craziness that's going uh, on? I'm trying to figure out a plan. I'm definitely brainstorming. I'm like always one of those guys that like, what's next, what's, what's next on the horizon. It's like, I can't keep still. It's like, why well, I even did a grad program because I just don't want to sit still. Um, but yeah, I see myself. I want to do seminars. I want to travel more. I want to travel more with jujitsu. I want to do some seminars. Um, maybe get some, like, uh, like some t-shirts made just for the community. I feel like I have a lot of like community engagement and I do some giveaways with like the help Gracie's apparel, but maybe to have like some, uh, like make some apparel for them, for the community is something that's like on my horizon. But yeah. for now, I just want to put up a jujitsu video once a week on the internet and, <laughs> and show people I, how to fuck people up. <laughs> I, I've told, I, we've talked about it a lot on the show where people will say, Hey man, I'm going to do a podcast. I, I give it, I give advice on podcasting all the time. I have people that reach out to me that I don't know. They're strangers. And we wind up talk on the phone and I'll tell them exactly what I did and, and how I did things and, and, and how we became successful at this. But I've always joked about whenever anybody asks me about a podcast, the first thing I say is don't do a podcast because it really, if you want to do it right, it's expensive. But this is the first time I'll probably say this. I see you at some point in the future with a podcast. <laughs> I mean, you got this audience that's probably already, I mean, again, with the questions that I see here, the engagement that you have, the videos that you put out, your personality, like people want to see you more. I could just, I could tell that from the amount of questions we got. I've had famous people that haven't even gotten this many, even close to this, maybe <laughs> less than like a 10th of, of the questions that you got. I and it. I cut out questions. We're not asking every question, but I mean, I see that like you're probably one of the first people like Rogan does it all the time, man, you should do a podcast, right? Uh, this is the first time I'm saying, like, I see you at, in my mind. I, <laughs> I, I saw, you know, you were posting uh, snip, uh, snippets of a podcast you were on. And when I first saw them, I didn't, I was just like, you know, I just, I'm hearing them. I'm going by. I'm like, oh, is that his, did he do a podcast? Good for him. You know, again, I, I think that there's a thirst for somebody like you, not only with the moves, but I think like there's this positivity about you. And, and I, I don't know, I don't know if that's in, a, in, in your own plan. But maybe one day, maybe I'm one thinking day. when I when I see you and I hear you, I'm like, that guy's gonna he's gonna be talking about doing I more jujitsu and talking about jujitsu. I was on, on the way down here, I'm like, BJJ Fanatics. He's watching BJJ <laughs> Fanatics in the next couple of years. I don't know if that's a you know, have you ever done like a longer instructional or thought about that? What what would you no. teach? No, I haven't. Um, one thing I've always been wanting to do, but I never had the opportunity was like maybe get into commentating. Like yeah. I love to I love watching the sport and I love and I feel like I'd, I'd probably get into that, but I just don't even know where to start. But um, commentating might be an avenue that I'm looking into, but uh, definitely getting a seminar program and like a long form instructional program, yeah. getting that like brainstorming in my mind. Yeah, you got to do like a little fight. Do you listen to Rogan at all? Are you into Joe Rogan mm -hmm. or right? Yeah, like a big the fight, podcast fan. Yeah, the 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 fight companion stuff, doing lives, like talking, you know, like uh, I one of the pieces of advice I give when people do talk about podcasts, I say, don't do a podcast yet. Start to do some some Instagram lives, 
And, and, you know, you can approach famous people, you know, try to get people you want, start with your friends, start with your coaches and, and then work up from there. Like, obviously if it's, it's specific to jujitsu, you know, do this and more than anything, see if you like doing it, mm-hmm. see if it's something for you. Cause you don't want to like invest all this money or start to do it, you know, logo, get, you know, doing oh, all the things sure. and then you're not comfortable and you're like, yeah, I just don't like it. I don't like, I like listening, but I don't like being on this side of the mic. I mean, that's a thing too. And you could do that with just your phone with zero investment. And as far as uh, you said, uh, you know, how do you get those commentating gigs? Keep on doing what you're doing and then just start tagging fight to win, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. I mean, they do that. They use, it's mostly local guys, right? When they, they, every city they go to, it's a local group of, of guys that, that are doing the commentating, right? I don't know. Do you watch a lot of like fight to win? Do you watch flow grappling and all that stuff? Yeah. You into that? Yeah, Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, not, right. not a soup, not as much as I should. I should be studying a little more. Yeah. It's kind of like the big events. Yeah. Like pull up for Gordon, you know, type of thing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if uh, like my wife, when I put on a UFC and it's like seven, eight o'clock and I'm putting on like the commentating and the pre-show, she's like, wow, this is going to be such, it's going to go from, <laughs> this, goes, this is seven to one. This is a seven, 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. commitment. And it's kind of like that with the fight to wins. It's like, 20 plus fights. I mean, that's crazy. I, my favorite, I like watching the kids. I, I, sometimes those are the the most entertaining matches. Uh, but sometimes I'll just like try to, I'll leave it on and like pop in. Like I'll maybe have it on my phone and maybe I'm like watching TV with my wife or something, have it on my phone. She, you know, I'm not hiding it or anything. And I'll like pop in when I like see, okay, I want to, I know that. Or like, you know, they, they're good at putting the schedule so you can see who's coming up at, at what time. Uh, it's pretty good. They stick pretty close to that schedule. So like, I'll, I'll put it on then. It's a huge commitment. And it, like, I'm also listening to podcasts that, you know, a guest has been on a podcast. I want to listen to something. I'm watching their videos. You know, we're doing a little bit of background work. So then on top, like, I'm a huge UFC fan. That's where this all started yeah, for same. me. And then, you know, like now... Because we've been talking more about we've been talking more about talking about MMA. Like we want to have a little bit more MMA, you know, Ooh. conversations. Because both myself and and Miguel, my co-host, we're we're, we're huge. We're you know yeah. fanatical, and I feel like I've gotten away from it from the jujitsu side. But now I'm like buying. Every, I went to DC last week. I I watched the uh, the the Nunes card on. I, I, I put it on my computer. I bought it in the hotel and I put it on my computer and. My wife and my daughter were like both reading and, and like laying in bed reading, and I just watched till one o'clock in the morning, you know. But <laughs> I would normally have missed that before. And now I'm like, no, I I really want. It's where my Stay love connected. of all this began, and I and I want to be able to talk about it more intelligently and know the fights oh, and sure. you know again. But it's there's a UFC every fucking weekend. Yeah, you know? I got to keep your like, keep your pulse on it. Yeah, you got to keep your finger on the pulse, and I and I even want to like I'm. How do you feel about one championship? Do you watch like any of that? Because now they're doing a lot of the jujitsu matches. I uh, love one championship. Yeah. Love it. I love it. I love the like. I, I think that one is like being really true to martial arts in the way that they're doing these mixed shows. Like it's not just Muay Thai. It's not just kickboxing. It's not just MMA. It's like they'll have a jujitsu match and then they'll have a no gi match and then they'll have like uh, kickboxing and then a Muay like uh, then an MMA match. It's like all these. So you're getting like the other groups, like the other fans, like a Muay Thai fan is going to get a introduction into jiu-jitsu an introduction into mma yeah. and maybe like over time they can start becoming like big bigger audiences so i love the the formula they're doing i think it's like it's pretty pretty unprecedented like who would have thought it's so simple like you think about it, like, yeah okay but it's like 
back then there was like, I think like uh, in the smokers in the Bay Area, these have to be called evolution, where it's like, okay, first rounds jujitsu, then second rounds uh, boxing and or Muay Thai, and then third rounds full MMA rules. And they would do these things where it was like you you same one fight, like yeah. say two fighters, and they would do these evolution things. And that was like the only time I'd ever see like this mix, but to actually see like, okay, this is just one fight, like a super fight. And then they're just going to have these on a one card. I think that's like yeah. really cool. I, you know, talk the way that you just laid out that match didn't in Mighty Mouse, you know, who Mighty Mouse is, right? Used to be in the UFC, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Demetrius Johnson, he, he didn't he just do a fight like that where it was like round one? Oh, did he? I believe so. I haven't seen it. I heard somebody talking about it that it was like round one. I forget how exactly it was, but it was like round one was jujitsu, round two was Muay Thai, and then I think round three was like full MMA, so, something like that. I believe, yeah. but I, yeah. I do love that. I have sat here on this mic and said, not literally sat on the mic. I've sat here at this <laughs> mic and um, and and talked about like I love jujitsu, but sometimes jujitsu could be boring to watch. I love doing jujitsu. Like when I was a kid, I loved playing street hockey, but I didn't like run inside to watch, you know, an an NHL mm. game. Um, I love training jujitsu. I love talking about it, but to watch it sometimes, again, on a card with twenty fights, it's like sometimes it could be a little bit boring. Yeah. And I I was saying like I don't think that we'll ever get those mainstream fans at the UFC. Had. Like you're we're not going to get that. This is jujitsu is like watching flag football to the NFL, right? You're just doing this one discipline. As much as I love jujitsu, I made that comparison, and then all of a sudden one it's been out there, and I wasn't realizing that they were doing these fights and they were having you know Gordon is in you know Gordon has a one championship conf- uh, 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 contract. Danielle Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. Who are the twins from AO, uh, not AOJ, uh, from the Rotolo twins, the, the Rotolo twins, right? You know, fighting it there now. And like, this is it. This is, this is the way that it gets bigger. This is a way that people are going to be able to make more money and get those bigger fights. And yeah, yeah some of them sure. might transition to MMA and some of them might not. But the fact that they're putting those, I, I would hope to see one day like Gordon would be like the main event. In that <laughs> card, but just ju- a jujitsu match. Yeah, that'd but be crazy. Being the main event on a crazy. on an MMA card would be fucking amazing. And I didn't see that before, and I was shitting all over. Ah, we're never gonna get mainstream. No, this is it. This is the way it's gonna be. And now I'm like, no, oh wow, there it is. There, that that's the model, and it's working. You know, people like us. Are, yeah. Well, you know, I've got it's a pretty ju- crazy because people that watch jujitsu, like anyone who watches a jujitsu match online on YouTube, like any of the world championship matches that are up there online they do jujitsu for sure. There's maybe yeah. like a 1% chance of people that don't, where it's like the flipped on the other side, where it's like most of the people that watch MMA never train in their life. Yeah. They <laughs> so just like just to watch like, two, two people beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, did you, you said you listened to Rogan. Did you listen to the, to the Mikey Musumeshi episode? I did. So like he talked about, he's like, he's living in, in Asia, uh, what country uh, he's living over there. And they, you know, he's got a contract with one championship. Now he's training and, and he's, he's, he's living there now. And he talked about that. It's going to be, I think on prime, it, that there's a contract with oh, Amazon, prime, prime. Amazon prime so that we can see it here in the U S you know, eat more easily. And I honestly, like other than seeing the video, I couldn't tell you, I've never like, Hey, where do I watch one championship? I don't, mm-hmm. I usually watch one championship in my Instagram feed. Yeah. You know, the highlights, right. <laughs> well, now we're going to have it on prime. And I'm like, this, this is so it. Cool. It's, it's happening. The thing that I thought was going to happen is actually happening, which I mm-hmm. think is just is freaking amazing, you know? So, all right, let's, let's go on to the next question. So this is, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to turn this more into a jujitsu question. So 
Uh, Connor, 7775, 7775. Who is your biggest inspiration in life? That was the question. I'm going to say, but in your personal life and in jujitsu, who are your biggest inspirations? Inspirations. Going Um, deep now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, of course, in my personal life, I got it like my my mentor, like professionally, academically, and even like in life has been my, my judo sensei. He's always like had my back and he's always been like a person that I've always like respected and looked up to. So like I've always admired him. Kevin O, if you're listening, shout out to that guy. Um, and in jujitsu, like I think my biggest people, like I guess Hodger Gracie has always been like my top, top guy. Um, I've always looked up to him the most in his use of basics. Um, for the new school guys, I've always looked up to the Mendez brothers. Um, their passing style is like, and to leg drag style is something that like I watch and study them so much because I even watch like my favorite jujitsu thing to watch. I think it's like 2015 or 20, I think it's 2016. It's the Hicks and Grace cup, uh, highlights of the Mendez brothers in Japan, just destroying every single Japanese black belt, maybe in a few Brazilians that like we're teaching in Japan, but it was just like, it was bad. Like they were just dancing on them. And I love like, I love that playful dancing aspect. So it's like them, like, it's like two different worlds too. Cause it's like, you got like the Barambolo Kings and like, like the, the, like different new school, new school style jujitsu guys. And then Hodger Gracie was like super old school uh, work on the basics. And like, even like, but even though he's like used to the basics, I feel like Roger's game is so Hodger, Hodger's game is so complex. Like being able to hold Mount while like on these high level guys, that's the, that's the complex part of it. It's like, okay, yeah, the moves are pretty simple, but being able to hold Mount on a high level guy for that long and like stay there, like that's so complex. Like it's super hard to, to, to keep that. So it's like, um, there's hope for me. There's hope for me with my basics game. (laughs) For sure. For sure. (laughs) I think, yeah. I mean, Hodger, that Hodger Bouchesha fight kind of solidified that you know, the basics can still like prevail, you know? I mean, Gordon, you know, when, when somebody like Gordon Ryan shouts you out as like the king of like the all time king of gi, when, as Mm -hmm. he shouts himself out as the (laughs) king of of no gi, you know, that's legit, you know, that to, to get, you know, uh, uh, kind of a, a shout. I mean, we all knew already, I think, but to get that kind of shout out from somebody who's the king of the other side of it, you know, and no, for sure. It's amazing. Any, any thoughts on Gordon Ryan? Love him, hate him. How do you feel about, uh, so like, I like him. I'm a, I'd, yeah. I'd say I'm a fan. I root for Gordon. Uh, I'm a big fan. Like the whole, like Danaher death squad, all them. Danaher's amazing as a coach. Like I love, I love his, uh, I was a philosophy major in my undergrad in college. So like, I, I definitely like can like relate to him since he was yeah. a philosophy uh, student and like almost a professor. So like just the, how he breaks down and even his words, like the words he uses, like, it's just so like his, 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 like, I guess his lexicon is so philosophically based. Like these are words that I heard academically, like in class, like, okay, he's bringing philosophy, like the like, literally like this, like the whole art of philosophy and like academically into jujitsu and breaking it down that way, breaking things down to their axioms or like intrinsic values and like things like that, where it's like, Oh, so powerful to me. Do you think that that's why he's such an amazing coach? He, not just because of that, but that, that really brings a lot to the table, having that philosophical look at the world. I think that makes, I think that makes him a great personality. I don't know if that necessarily makes, maybe that helps the students and he breaks it things down to their essence and their like foundational principles and like their first principles. Um, someone talked with me, I was talking with Mike Morell. He's the owner of the cave Academy. He's one of my, my brothers. I train with him all the time. And he was talking about like, yeah, you can learn a, a million moves and go move for move. Oh, if you do this, you do this. Oh, if you do this, you do this. 
But if you just break things down to their principles, like if you're on your back in half guard, you can't move. If you're on your side, you can move. Like that's a principle. It's not necessarily a technique. It's a principle. And if you just start having all these basic principles down, break it down to like the axiomatic principles, then like you can really start to like, you don't have to know all these moves and you'll be able to fly through people because you have a really good set of principles. So like, I feel like Danaher kind of opened people's eyes to that, that, okay, let's start looking at first principles instead of just move for move. He does teach moves too, but, mm. but also gives you that look of, okay, let's learn principles so that we don't have to memorize a million moves. We can, we can base our moves off of these principles. One of my favorite to this day, one of my favorite Rogan podcasts was when Danaher was on the, he was the one that he was wearing the green, like a green gi. And he broke yeah. down, I, if I'm not mistaken, obviously it was Gordon. He broke down the Gordon-Cyborg fight. I think, uh, I don't know if it was a heel hook. I forget how it ended. But they went through the fight and had Jamie, like, fast-forwarding. And he's like, just go back a second, like a half a second. You know, like, going back. And he was descri- he described everything that Gordon did, you know, transitioning, the, the way he held the legs, the way he moved Cyborg. At that moment, I was like, this guy is a savant. Like, this guy is amazing. (laughs) Tell me, please give me more information. It was just the most amazing breakdown of any martial art boxing fight that I had ever seen or heard ever. And I was just like, that was my, I I knew who he was, but that's when I really started to understand who he was and why, you know, these death squad guys were just like so amazing. It's like, if he's teaching this way and you know, breaking everything down. If he's also teaching like that, I mean, you, it's like, you can't fail. You, you just got to keep on practicing, but no, for sure. to have somebody it, that understands it like that teaching you is amazing. Yeah. Those guys are super lucky to have such a, such a wizard on their, on their, on their squad. Yeah, man. All right. So we're going to get into we've got a couple more questions. You got some time still. We're, yeah, we're an I'm, hour and 30 in. You're good. I'm free. All right, Ready man. All right, cool. Um, something. What's are you, up? Are you, are you still in the uh, drill down? No, no, we're not in the drill down yet. Oh. This is these are listener questions, brother. Oh. <laughs> I might have popped. I might have taken take a sip of, sip of coconut water. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, brother? Don't worry about it. Um, so, so just so you know, like when we're filming, like Bo is is cutting back and forth. So we have like three cameras in the studio, and then you're like piped in as one of the cameras, kind of. So when you're talking, like he's showing you. When when I'm talking, he'll cut to me. Like it'll go back and forth. So we're not like sh- we won't be sharing the screen. Uh, cool. But anyway, okay. So. Uh, when was it that you knew you fell in love with jujitsu? Something a little bit more simple. And let me, uh, the, the, the screen name is, I, I don't know how this is going to, La, 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 La Puta Vaca. <laughs> if you know any Spanish, that's, I don't know about, the, uh, that's maybe not the best thing. But, okay, when, when was it that you first knew you fell in love with jujitsu? Uh... Man, almost immediately. I had an affinity to jiu-jitsu almost immediately. Probably because I did judo as a kid. And then when I got back into jiu-jitsu, I just, it just like, I just ran full sprint into it. Like I was doing yeah. as much as I could. I, it was my first job ever was working at the Team USA, that academy I was talking about, just helping the front desk. And uh, so like, I was just working at the academy training all the time. So like almost immediately, I came from San, uh, from Hawaii. I was at a high school kid in Hawaii. Um, I moved to San Francisco to live moving with my grandparents. And it was like halfway through the, the, the year, the academic year. So it was like, I didn't know anyone. Um, I just moved here. So the, the gym was like a community, like my, I met all my first friends through the gym. Um, 
So it was really cool, like, to just be welcomed like that. So, like, I, I kind of just, like, fell in love immediately with, like, the community. Yeah. And I feel like that's super important. Like, if, if you don't find the right community, you might love jujitsu a lot, like, a lot. But if you don't find the right community, it's almost like a luck part of it, too. Because, like, I, I was very fortunate to have the right community to keep me going and, like, make keep me motivated and make, make it super fun for me. So I think, uh, yeah. If, if you could only train one, you would pick jujitsu over judo? Oh, that's such a hard <laughs> question. <laughs> Yeah, because all of judo is in jiu-jitsu, not all jiu-jitsu is in judo. So therefore, I would choose jiu-jitsu because that would encompass judo as well. Yeah. Do you, in a normal jiu-jitsu class, whether you're teaching or when, you know, you as, as a student, are you getting a lot of jiu-jitsu in, in, I mean, a lot of judo in your jiu-jitsu training? Are, are mm-hmm. people showing a lot of throws and... and and the things that uh, you already know, like, are, are you, did you learn it as a student? Did, you know, you already knew judo, but when you went to a jujitsu class was like, oh, they're, they're not teaching me any judo. Oh no. Oh, I know how to do that throw. I know that already. And do you do, and, and how do you do it? Are you teaching a lot of judo throws and, and aspects of your game and your regular jujitsu classes? So, uh, mainly they don't teach that many throws in jujitsu class. So I don't have to worry about that. Um, but a lot of like, I do use a lot of my judo on the ground because there's a lot of judo that's groundwork, newaza. That's uh, some grips, a lot of the, it's mainly grips, not necessarily like moves or anything, but grips, turnovers and grips that I use all the time. Um, and then I also do like some crazy shit. Like if we're in, you know, the dog fight position. No. So if, uh, dog fight. I probably like, know it, but now I don't call it a dog fight. Yeah. So like dog fight is like almost a half guard, but the person's got the underhook and come onto their knees. So they're like, they're straddled. Like a wizard, kind of like you're in a wizard. Yeah. Okay. But you're onto your side. So like one leg, your leg is like straddled in between them. And they're sitting on it and they like come from half guard. So like I we, like in my academy, we call that the dogfight position. I like to throw Uchimadas from the ground to get you from turtle position to your back. Okay. So like you'll be on on the ground. I'll throw a wizard on you and, I'll, and if, from the dogfight, I'll throw the wizard and hit an Uchimada. And it's like that's a stand up throw, but it's implemented on the ground. So it's like sometimes I bring things into that, but mainly the stuff is like the grips, the grips for turnovers. That's like where like I think that's a, a lot of help for my judo things that help in jujitsu is the turnovers when people turtle up it's like oh this is like i, I have like like it's like a, like i can almost do anything because like that's like the position i want them in it's like yeah um they just turtle up and don't fight back and just shell up that's like that's every day we train that in judo so it's like that's what i like when i teach um i do show a little judo but i really emphasize that judo is not caught cup or cut copy and paste in for jujitsu like there's a lot of throws that will leave you in bad positions if you do that in jujitsu because the rule set's different. Um, in judo, if I throw you and I like judo risk, like the risk, the risk reward ratio, like in judo is like you can be a lot more riskier because if you miss your throw, the ref will probably stand you back up and you get to attempt it again. So I can go for those big crazy throws and not have to actually worry about like, oh, I might be in a bad position when we end out. But in jujitsu, it's like I throw the guy, and if I throw, like, let's say I have a big ass overhook over the guy, and I hit a hip toss, it's most likely that I'm gonna fall and he's gonna roll through, and I'm gonna end up on bottom. Whereas if I did that same throw with the underhook on the belt, I would still hit that throw, but there's like a less likelihood that he's gonna counter me and roll through it. So I feel like knowing those two things are like really important to like 
don't just teach judo and be like any judo throw will work because that's stand up. No, it's like look at the rule set and look what's good for that rule set. So like I always teach judo. Like I'm a big fan of underhooks. And uh, sorry, outside <laughs> I hear it's like something through the window. Um, I'm a. It's cool if it close the window real quick. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. No worries. Sorry. There's a guy, there's a guy next door. He has a punching bag, and I, all I hear is the punching bag chain. And kind of <laughs> I heard a little something. I couldn't make it out, but I did hear something. Yeah, he's there's a guy. I was always fighters in San Francisco. There's a guy in the back hitting hitting this heavy bag. Um, but uh, yeah, sorry, sorry, interrupt. Got Ross no, no, off there. No, but when no, I no. when I teach judo, um, I don't want to show them just like any throw. It's very specific to what's going to land them in a in a mechanically good position. Uh, when they finish the throw. So I'm always big emphasizing on underhook is life when it comes to throws. You, do you, how do you feel about teaching? Does like one of my favorite things is helping somebody again. I don't, I don't like to say teaching or coaching because I'm not a coach, but you know, I'm a brown belt. Somebody asks me a question or grab me after class. I love that. Or again, Mm -hmm. that new guy that comes on the mat. Do you really like, love to teach is that like does that make you like it it gives me like a really good feeling inside like i guess like when people like they donate to a charity or they work for chat like that that feeling that's like it's like cleansing for the soul i feel that way when i'm helping somebody especially when i see them start to use what i've taught them do you get that feeling is it that yeah for sure like i'm passionate it about it in that way mm-hmm. you're actually coaching you know yeah i i feel like it's it's like no better feeling than when someone comes up to you and says, Hey, I've had really like a lot of trouble in this position, but that thing you showed me has helped me out so much. Or like, uh, like just hearing these success stories and competition where, Oh, I did that move that you showed me or things like that. It's like, Oh man, it fills my heart with so much joy when like someone like is bettering themselves. They're happy about life. And like, they're just living that jujitsu lifestyle. Um, I wouldn't say like, I love like teaching more than training. Cause I feel like I love training more than teaching. Um, I love training. Like I just love training. So yeah. like sparring session is like, Oh man, I wish I had more energy to like, cause even like I did two sessions today already. It's like my brain is, Oh, well, what if I tried this? What if I try, I want to try this next thing next time. So it's like, man, I wish I could like split myself and like train more so that I can like get all these things that I want to figure out and try. But I do love teaching. Um, it is a, it is a high passion for me. I love, I love helping other people out. I think that's one of like the manly Bane things is not so much like, like, like showing them jujitsu. It's like, I just love helping people out. Do you see yourself ever owning a gym? Is that, again, I know I've asked you a couple of times, like future plans and where do you see yourself? Yeah. Is there a gym in there somewhere? I don't know, man. The Bay Area, there's like I said, it's only seven miles by seven miles. It's a very small (laughs) city and it's super saturated already. So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know if I'd want to open up my own school, at least not in the Bay Area. And I don't see myself leaving San Francisco anytime soon. I love it here. Um, so maybe if I le- left San Francisco, that's a possibility. But in San Francisco, there's already there's already plenty of gyms, I feel like. Yeah. Okay. So like maybe it'd have to look like go out. But like uh, I love like I love the gyms that I'm already at. So it's, it'd be hard for me to leave the gyms I'm at. Like Half Gracie, amazing training, best training, super tough guys. We do like eight minute rounds in the morning. So it's like it's super oh, wow. good training. Yeah. Like really good training. Hour, two uh, hours. How long? Yeah, I was there from what seven to around nine thirty. Yeah, seven around nine. Had to leave to get to work to work meeting. Um, but if I, yeah, I'd stay there longer and oh, train. Oh, respect. You, you're training jujitsu and then going to work. 
Yeah. Thank God they have a shower at health. <laughs> and I and then and then on my lunch break, I went to go teach a private lesson in the sunset. So it's like, man, this jujitsu everywhere. Yeah. I my favorite day of the week, especially when I'm not hurt, is Saturday because Saturday and Sunday, because it's open mat. No gi on Saturday, gi on Sunday, and it's nine on Saturday, ten on Sunday. I love getting my jujitsu done in the morning. It's like the rest of the number one. The nap after a good jujitsu session in the morning is is wonderful. <laughs> like the best nap you could ever take. I wish I could indulge. But then, um, but I, I just, I, I like getting it out of the way. You know, I have the most energy in the morning. After a long day of work, I like try to get in a nap, half hour, and then get ready and go to jujitsu. Like I said, I'll stretch at home and get, you know, maybe have a little coffee or something like that. But. It's it's not the same. I like I'm I'm tired, man. I'm just like oh, <laughs> hurting sitting at the computer all day. So I love Saturdays, man, when I can get out of the way in the morning. And I've there's some guys that do try to train in the morning, but it's never a, never a lot. Like there's a couple of black belts that have the keys to the gym, and they're like they're allowed to mm-hmm. open in the morning and and mm-hmm. have a session with some guys or go by there by themselves and work out. And I'm like I I've said a million times I'm gonna go, and I never go. <laughs> not during the week. Not during the week. It's too it's too hectic. I got my mind is right in work mode, but Saturday and Sunday I can wake up. I'm not thinking about work. Yeah, have a banana, grab a coffee, go to the gym, and it's like it's like the best day, you know. Yeah, hell yeah. So I'm jealous of you guys that could do that. I, I've never <laughs> been able to do that, man. Never been able to like do it and then go to work. It's just like try to make it happen when I can. It's, yeah. it's pretty hard to balance it all, especially like man. I get out of the cave sometimes at like maybe nine, 10 o'clock. And then we got get home. It's like 11, you shower, eat something. And then it's just like, Oh, I got 7am trainings again. So it's like, it's hard to balance it all, but man, it's so worth it. If you, if you actually get it done. Are you like somebody like my, I run because of work. My entire day is like scheduled out. Like I'm going to be on this call at this time. I'm going to reach out to this person at this time. I got to jump in the car at four to head to Miami. Like I'm it. My day is almost like scripted. <laughs> are, you, are you like just or as you know you got to wake up in the morning do just to go to work are you like that with your personal life and work or is it just no, like I'm fly by the seat of your pants i'm actually pretty fluid like as go as it goes like my, my work is pretty scheduled um like my meetings and that such like uh that's pretty like set and rigid but when it comes to training it's like how do i feel am i gonna go like that's again why i would i don't know if i'd want to open an academy right now because i love being like it's all how crazy family, but it's like, okay, my friend Mike owns a gym in Pacifica. My friend Basilio owns this gym in over here in this neighborhood. Do I want to go train with these guys? Do I want to go train with these guys? I'll stay at health tonight or I'll go to the cave tonight. So having all these options and like, is just too amazing. <laughs> did they, I know we talked about it before, but did anybody ever give you a problem? Like if you wanted to go to another gym, so like, did you have to ask old school way was tell, at least tell the coach that you're going to go train. Like, you don't want your coach to pull up Instagram later and see a picture of you training with someone else. And like, he hasn't seen you for a week. It's like, did my student just leave? Did you yeah, ever have to sure. ask? Did you ask permission or let them know? Or so, it's just like, no, nah, man, I can, they let me go where I want to go. Yeah, I've never asked for permission, but I've kind of always kept it within the family. Like the owner of the cave, he's a half crazy black belt. And we did, okay. we were judo black belts together. We, we did judo at city college together. Um, uh, the ABMMA spot I was telling you about, Basilio is a half crazy black belt. So it's all within the same family. I'm not like going to like different crazy academies. I went to San Jose's half crazy two days ago. I'm kind of staying within the half crazy family. But if I travel, like whenever I travel, I bring a gi with me, like anywhere I travel international. I did a study abroad and like, I was only allowed to like a certain amount for my suitcase. I made sure my gi was there. Like, uh, like when I went to Europe for study abroad, but like, even now, like I, any vacation, 
anywhere I go, I always bring a gi. So like I was in Santa Barbara a lot and I used to go to the Paragon, uh, Paragon Jiu-Jitsu Academy down there. And those guys are like completely different affiliation or like, they're not even like part of like the Gracie, they're like their own thing, like with uh, Frangia being Alliance, but like every time I'm down in Santa Barbara, that's the place I'm going to go. Cause that's like the real, the best training in, in that area. So it's like, and I love those guys. So it's like, I'm all about community. It's not like I'm not, I'm how I'm team half Gracie forever. Health knows that I know that. And I think that's all, that's all that matters. I don't that's awesome. really care if other people say whatever they say, but like, uh, I know, I know where I stand. I know that I'm going to be visiting other schools, but at the end of the day, I'm a half Gracie guy. Yeah. I used to just like, let my coach know, you know, like I never, somebody, I, we talked about it one time and we got, a, I got a message on one of our videos that said, ask permission. What are you seven? Like what? And I'm like, <laughs> it was never asked permit for me. I do think that if like you're younger, let, let's say you're a white or blue belt, just kind of like respectful to tell coach, Hey, listen, I'm going to try, I'm going to go train with my buddy. It's not asking permission. It's letting him know. And that's what I always did with either one of my coaches. I've really, I've only been to two schools and had two coaches and I would just let him know. But my, my first coach every Saturday, our open mat was, we went to one school, like a, a friend of his and, or they came to us. So like all the students went there or they came to us. So right away I was ready, you know, with my coach training at another school. Uh, so I, you know, I enjoyed that getting that, that different look of, of mm -hmm. his, how other people train jujitsu and learning other one week, they teach him when they came to us, their coach would teach a move. And when we went to them, our coach would teach a move. So it was like really cool just to just see some different stuff. Yeah. And then when I, when I went to fight sports, um, I, I didn't travel a lot, but I would tell, you know, if I was going to go somewhere, I would say, Hey, I'm going to be here. And it was really mm -hmm. specifically because I didn't want to just, you know, I'm going to post a picture later. I wouldn't ever want my coach to be like, what do you, Hey, what are you, what is he doing over there? Why isn't he here? Is he, you know, again, I'm thinking about the business side of it more than the like, Oh, I've got to ask permission because I don't want him to be upset more like out of respect for, for again, for me, but I, I, I never traveled a lot. Now I'm just like, I'll just, if I want to, I don't train them in a lot of other places, but I occasionally go to a friend's school and I don't, I don't say anything and he knows I'm not going anywhere. He knows, mm -hmm. he knows that my heart, I've been there so long. He knows where my heart is, you know? So, all right, listen, we're going to get into our, just our last group of questions. We call this the drill down where we had a, we had a, actually it wound up being one of my, uh, a white belt at my school. We were looking for suggestions. We used to call this like the, uh, what do we call this? A speed round. And it was never fast. It was never fast. So we had to come up with a new name. So we have uh, Justin from one, uh, one of the white belts at my school said, hey, you should call it the drill down. Get it? And I was like, I like it. All right. So we're going to use like it. it. So I, I might go. Normally, it's about seven or eight questions. We've talked about some of these things. So let's just we'll go through some of these. You can elaborate. We don't have to, to go fast. But uh, cool. your preference, gi or no gi? Gi all the way. Pajama gang. You do you ever train nogi at all, or is it? Just I not do for you? train nogi occasionally. Uh, like I said, Mike Morell, he's the owner of the cave. He's like my one of my best friends. He's a uh, like a nogi aficionado. Like he's yeah. like super, super. Like I like from what I am to gi, I feel like he is nogi. Like that affinity, that just connection to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a wizard. So it's like I always feel like, man, I'm gonna be an old man regretting that I should have took more of his nogi classes because yeah. he's a wizard and he was right there the whole time. So it's like I do it maybe like every once in a while. I, I want to do it once a week, even though I don't. I do it like maybe once every other week uh, I should do it more but yeah it is something I should do more but I'm so addicted to the gi and I'm I feel still feel like I'm so bad still like I like okay yeah I got a black but there's still so many areas in the gi that I need improvement on that it's like oh I'll get to the no gi when I get to it there's still I need to figure out this guard this worm guard stuff first <laughs> so, so let's let's talk about that a little bit you said like even at black belt you have that feeling sometimes like oh man I suck at this Did, I mean oh, I'm, I'm yeah, bad at for this. sure you, you still have that feeling well, that's like is that something that 
I know for me, that's never gone away. I'll be like, I know the things that I'm good at, and I know that there's a whole bunch of stuff that I really, really suck at. And it, that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. The, for our listeners, yeah, right? For that's sure. okay. It's okay to feel sure. that way. Yeah, I'm never going to be a triangle master. And that's yeah. okay. <laughs> I'm 5'7", five, five, and, I'm, and I'm pretty chubby. So it's like, yeah, that's not going to happen. That That's perfectly fine. But there are things like, I think like right now, like it's not so much like, oh, I'm bad at this. I need to get better. It's just like, I'm so curious about so many aspects of jujitsu. Like, like people always hold a lapel, right? And it's always one hand on the lapel. But what if I grab that same lapel and grip a co- like the other lapel and that lapel together? So it's like two lapels on one grip. And I'm really playing around with like double grips. Like I'm going to grab two different things, but I'm going to hold one grip um like with lapels and like lapel tie-ups and like all that stuff is like super interesting to me right now and like different ways to tie people up and it's like oh well i'm not i'm like i'm so improficient at that because i never really dived into it i never give it the time to be like okay how many ways like right now like even like let's say you're in half guard on bottom you can take their gi and wrap it around their neck and from the front and like no one ever really does that and it's like an un, like an unorthodox move. And I'm like, okay, because no one's built a system around tying people up with their own geese or my own geese. And like they, if they grab, if they defend it, me trying to choke them with their own geese, that's fine. Their hands are busy. I'll pull out my geese and then I'll try to do that. So it's like, uh, there's, I have, I haven't figured out or seen a system when it comes to all these lapel things. I think the closest I've seen is Mary Barrett Yoshida's assassin choke. And that's from like a crucifix on top position. So I'm trying to figure out like my lapel system from bottom half guard. And like, I'm so fascinated by it right now. And, and I'm just like, if you check my story on my Instagram, well, it's probably going to go out in the future. But like, if you saw my Instagram a week ago, wherever this comes out, then uh, like, yeah, you'll see how I'm just playing around with these lapel games. And like, I'm just like, super interested and creative right now. So I'm just like trying to figure that I out. I feel like, see, there's your, that's your BJJ fanatics video. There's a subject. Right there. <laughs> make sure you, make sure you're taking notes as you're, as you're going through that <laughs> journey. And that might be the, the, the roadmap for your, uh, your fanatics. BJJ tie-ups, BJJ Shabari. All right. I, I, this is a new question. I don't think we've ever asked this as part of the drill down music during rolling. Yes or no. Absolutely. Do you like to like blast the music when you're, when you're coaching? Okay. Or at least when, so, when you start to roll? I love music and like in general. So you like always EDM, EDM a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Uh, we have this playlist at the cave where it's like open playlist. Anyone can add songs to it. So it's kind of cool. Like I'll throw some EDMs. There'll be some old school hip hop. The reggae guys will throw in their reggae. Yeah. So it's like a crazy mix. <laughs> but the cool thing about the cave is that uh, there's, there's led lights and Mike Morell, like, so we'll run class and it's like lit up like this, like a hospital, like super white light, bright light. And it's like a regular standards class. Um, and then at doing situationals, we'll do that in the light. And then when sparring starts straight from your knees, sparring, we'll turn off all the lights and throw on the led. So it's kind of like, it looks like a fight to win without <laughs> yeah. the smoke, without the smoke machine. <laughs> That's cool. I like it's that. just like, it's just purple and blues and neons and like all these different led lights from around the academy. Cause the academy is pretty big and it's like covered with these led lights. So then the music's blasting and it like, it really feels like you're in like a fight to win, which is, I love that yeah. environment. I, lo- so I love, I've, I always, we always rolled with music. It was, uh, the, again, first school, as soon as we started rolling, Maybe he'd have a little bit of music on in the background really low when we first started to, you know, like the warm-ups and stuff. But reggae music, everything was blasted. When we rolled, everything was blasted. <laughs> and my he, my coach was, was a, a, a jokester, and he would, like, 
he get you into a compromising position and then sing to you a little bit, like sing in your ear. Yeah, and I, yeah. I started to do that a little bit. He also, <laughs> he did this one thing. It was always uh, from uh, from the Omoplata to to you know once you're, you're finishing it and you you know you're gonna kind of like move your head towards their head. He would whisper in your ear, "I like your panties." Oh my you, god! You hear what I said? That's so terrifying. <laughs> he would go, "I like your, I like your panties," and, and it was so. But right, it's terrifying. But it was. It like that was the jujitsu that I came up with. We were able to joke around. Like I was able to joke with my coach. It was like super not like rigid environment. But I like yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of like you know that's kind of I was there for two years, so that's like I grew up there a little bit. So that's just like it's informed the way I like my jujitsu. Like again, to be taught or the, my environment. So I love that for myself. And, and luckily, my coach he does the same thing, especially on uh, on open awesome. mats on the weekend. He's got like. He does like uh, kids programs and camps and does lots of fun stuff for them. And he's got like two speakers, two of those big like box speakers with the LED lights around the speaker. So like he put, those are like on either side it's of the gym bumping. and he'll blast those. And it's, it's just a lot of fun. And every once in a while we do uh, like a family. We, again, I said before, we have like a big kids program. So we do like really our Saturdays and Sundays, we call them like family jujitsu days because most of the, the adults have kids that trained mm-hmm. first. You know, so the kids were in there and then they got the parent, mom and dad got recruited. Again, big female presence as well. Sometimes we have more girls training than, than guys at our, in our adults class. And uh, we've even like they have their own room now. They, we split them off sometimes. But awesome. yeah, man, it's it's just like we have the kids in there. So like the music's blessed. And every once in a while, something will come up and be like, hey, got to turn oh, that hey, explicit, oh, oh. explicit, <laughs> got to turn that off. But yeah, I love it, too, man. I think it's great. All right, it's so, crazy because um, like uh, oh, it's just one more thing yeah. about that, like uh I grew up with Kurt Oziander and Kurt Oziander blasts metal music all day. So like my first 10 to 15 years of jiu-jitsu, my first like, yeah, 10, 12 years of jiu-jitsu was just like metal music every day in the academy. And yeah. it was just like, I don't listen to metal outside the academy. So like, even when I hear metal now, it's like, oh shit, is it jiu-jitsu time? It's like yeah. kind of like conditioned in me where it's like, Kurt would always play like this hardcore metal music and it would just be like, fuck yeah, Kurt, you just be yeah. like rocking How, out. How's he doing? I mean, we talked about him a little bit before. How's he doing? Is is He's good. He's a lot so better. he's he's teaching class at La Marinda BJJ right. over there in the East Bay, and uh, I visit him here and there when I have a time. It's like forty five minutes away, so like if I he teaches in the morning, so if I got work, it's kind of hard. So yeah, I got a day off where my my meeting schedules are light. I can make it out there. And yeah, like I said, man, he's moving really good. He's like he's actually on the mat teaching classes. He's moving yeah. really well. I'm really excited to have him on. I think. Uh... Two weeks. We have him on in yeah. two weeks. So uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you a little story about him, man. Like this is one of my favorite stories about Kurt. It's like uh, we were it's at night class, seven p.m. Uh, so like no, it was like five. I think five thirty was one class, and then five thirty to seven, and then there was a second jujitsu class at seven p.m. But everyone came at five thirty. There'd be a few white belts at the seven p.m. It'd be a smaller class at the second class, and so uh white belt like the white belts are doing their warm-up for the 7 p.m class all the guy like the upper belts like we're, we're walking out showering out because we already finished our 5 30 session and kurt oziander like there's this big pole in the middle of the mat and they, like uh on one side of the mat there was there was the 5 30 class finishing up and then on the other side of the seven o'clock class uh starting their warm-ups on the far side and kurt oziander had this fucking blow dart gun and he was on he was he had it with metal darts oh, and shit. like there's a pole in the middle of the, the mat. If you've seen the Hal Gracie mats, they're huge. And so he's sitting in like a little chair, like sit back and he's just boom, picking up darts. Boom. And there's guys fucking sparring on the bottom. And then there's the second class, the white belts doing circle drills, warming up in the back. And he, he didn't miss one, but like 
Bro, he's, he's shooting behind. at that pole. He's shooting at the yeah. pole. Is that what he's shooting at? Yeah. Like literally behind the pole is like white belts. Like, oh shit! <laughs> oh shit! And he's fucking Curdozi at his blasting metal music. This like throwing the shooting these fucking metal darts into this target like twenty feet away, thirty feet away. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's just like everyday life at Hal Gracie growing up. That's awesome, man. I see like <laughs> that, like I like that not so rigid environment. Lucky, I've been lucky to be in in schools where it's it's been fun. It hasn't been like, you know, not for sure. Nobody was a ruling with an iron hand, let's say, you know, so. All right. So we talked about one of our questions was watching jujitsu and MMA. So we talked about that. Who's your favorite competitor to watch? Ooh, well, I think we covered this earlier as the Mendez brothers. I'd say yeah. favorite current competitor. Uh, I'm like a big he fan. So, I mean, of course, like the Nogi side, I got to give it up to Gordon Ryan. He's like just dominating everyone. I don't, I expect him to win all the rest of the tournaments that he's set up for this year. Yeah. Like, uh, um, but for, at least for the Gi side, I have a big, uh, like fan for the Mendez brothers and their students as well. So that goes down to like Tynan Dalpra and all them. Um, just, I love, I love the Mendez brothers style. So, yeah. um, their passing style is like something I, their leg drags, like, uh, my school is not really big into leg drags. And so, like they do teach it sometimes, but like really emphasizing the Mendez brothers style of, of leg dragging is like so amazing. And I like, I really like enjoy that aspect of it. Fix, fix your camera that. again. You, you, yeah. <laughs> Did you notice it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when, I, I'll tell you when you like tap, when you tapped on the desk, it, mm. it popped, it popped and it went blurry. So it's like, mm. I get like your connection there, whatever. <laughs> All, right. All right. So we just, we got a couple more questions and we're going to let you go. And again, I uh, appreciate you. It's almost two hours in. Um, we talked a little bit about your future again. You were usually asking about, uh, you know, what where does the the future hold? But what is your ultimate goal in just the world of jujitsu? What what would you say? Like this is my legacy. What I want people to remember me for. Two words: have fun. Yeah, like, that's go. that's really what it comes down to. I want to have fun. If there's one thing I can leave, like my mark on the world, is that yo, that jujitsu shit looks pretty fun. Yeah. Like, like <laughs> I just, I just, that's all I want to do right now is just enjoy, enjoy, like, this is my passion. It's my hobby. It's my favorite thing to do. So it's like, I want to show people like, yeah, this is super fun. And like, and if, if I'm not having fun, like, then why, why do it at all? So it's like making sure like, okay, before I, like I said, it was so competition heavy. Like I got to be the best and I'm only going to work these things. And I'm only going to be like, again, that rigid, rigid, like I was a rigid I, I put myself in a box. Like I'm only going to do these things because that's what's going to make me win. But now it's like, man, let's have fun. Let's see what this lapel thing does. Even if I get wrecked, like, oh, at least I tried it. That didn't work. And I feel like that's so important. Like jujitsu is not just about learning what to do. It's about learning what not to do. Like you're going to get messed up. You're going to put your hand in the wrong place and you're going to get you're going to get punished for that. There's going to be consequences, but then through those consequences, you learn, okay, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And it's almost like you learn enough things not to do. And that makes you a good jujitsu player. It's kind of weird like that. Do you think, does it, does it take, or what belt do you think that that changed for you? Like when I was a white belt and a blue belt and even purple, I didn't want to lose. I was going to jujitsu for so many different things, but at the same time, like, man, I don't want to lose. I, I, you know, when I'm rolling, once I got to like, maybe like four stripe purple and then like Brown, I don't even think we didn't, I, I had two stripes and then it went to Brown. So he said, my coach had stopped doing stripes for a while, but I was pretty close to my Brown is my point. And I started to not care about like getting submitted 
or putting myself in a bad position, like, oh, shit, if I put myself in that position, I might get submitted. Like, I find myself even more and more, especially now that I'm hurt, like, I want to be in those bad positions because I want to figure it out. It's like I could, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm rolling with somebody, you know, a lower belt. Do you think there was a point that that changed for you? You know, because again, I think most people are like, yeah, I'm going to train and it's fun, but I don't want to lose. It's more fun when you don't lose, right? It's more Mm -hmm. fun when you're doing the submitting. Did that, like, was there a point that you feel like that changed for you? So at least competition wise, I was very fortunate to realize like you learn the most. I, I competed enough times when I was young to realize you don't learn from your wins. Like, I don't remember the guy's faces that I beat. I can remember a few that I lost to, though. And I remember what I learned from those losses. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, half the half the biggest tournaments I ever won, like, I couldn't tell you who was in second place. Like, yeah. honestly. But I can tell you the times that I didn't take, I was in third place or something, I know who knocked me out. And I can, like, see, I can remember, like, why I messed up. So it's like, I was very fortunate to learn that you learn more from your losses through your wins and so, like, in that, I was okay with, like, well, when I was a blue belt, purple belt, I was like, oh, I suck off my back. I'm so bad. I only do a smash pass because I'm so big. I'm just going to work my bottom. And then now I'd rather, if I'm not going to spar against a high-level black belt, like, in the gym, I'm probably going to pull half guard because I'm so comfortable from there now. So it's like, oh, that was my weakness, but it ended up becoming my, my A game now because I just, like, I put myself in that situation and figured out what what I like and what I don't like and what works for me and what doesn't. So it's like... Yeah. It's like, it's hard to say, but at the same time, it's like when exactly that turn happened, but I can say that when I got my Brown belt, it turned away from competition. And that's when it was like a different type of ego. Cause then I learned, Oh, I still don't want to lose, but the way for me not to lose is to lose in the gym. And then I don't lose out there. Um, but now it's like, okay, I've been doing jujitsu for long enough where it's like, if I'm getting smashed, I could just go to my A game. I could go to bottom half guard and just play that. But am I really getting better at jujitsu? Probably not. I'm just using the same shit I used for the past couple of years. That's a, that's my 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 best game. So now it's like it's a different outlook. I'm not losing to like be the best, like figure out so I don't lose in competition. I'm losing to figure out well what's happening because I don't know how this position works yet. So let me figure out this position. So back then I feel like I knew the positions I wanted to work on. And now I'm like exploring positions that I have never even tried before. So it's like a different approach. That's where I'm just getting there now to that. Like, Oh, let me, let me figure this out. Let's see where this mm-hmm. goes. I, I've literally said it out loud to somebody like they grab like a lapel and like something, just maybe something I haven't seen before. I'm like, why? And I'll say it out loud. I'm like, All right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just as curious as you as where this is. I don't even know if he knows where it's going, but like, and, and again, cause I no, do like to sure. joke around. I, I talk while I don't know if you talk while you're rolling. I talk while I'm rolling. Oh, I, I love I love to all joke time. around. I'm like, oh yeah, oh sh- oh man, what are you doing to me? You know, like, especially or, with the lower belts, it's like if you narrate your thinking process, I feel like it helps them. I do that especially with the heavyweights. I want the heavyweights to know exactly what I'm thinking when I'm rolling. Like, um, it's like uh, almost borderline bullying because I like like on the heavyweights, I go a little <laughs> bit harder. I go a little bit harder. Yo, she's a bully. No, (laughs) but I'm like, I'm talking through, I'm talking to them the whole way. I'm like, okay, now I take away your air and I put my shoulder in their mouth. And then I'm like, okay, now since I I took away your air, you're not focused on my legs. I got to pass your guard by just putting my shoulder on your mouth. Like I talked them through that whole process of distraction and, and movement. And it's like, yeah, it's like, it's a little rough on them. Cause I'm like, I want them to be really good, especially at heavyweights. Cause that's what I am. Like, I know what it, t- what you don't want to be on the, on the, you don't want to be, like I said, you don't want to be looking at the lights against a heavyweight man. Cause usually yeah. if you're looking at the lights, it's probably pretty bad. So it's like, if you're, if you're getting smashed, so it's like, yeah, I don't want that for them. So I always try to like 
talk them through and narrate them through it and try to like, so they can see my point of view, especially with like the lower belts. All right. I'm going to give you, so I've got one more question. Cool. But for, I'm going to, there's two things. When we say goodbye, don't hang up because I'm we're going to come take some pictures by the screen for promo. So we'll let everybody know you're on the show. All right. That's number cool. one. Number two is before I ask you my last question, go ahead and shout out any of your sponsors, anybody you want to say hello to. This is your time. Take a moment. Go ahead. Uh, shout out to Show Your Roll. They uh, hook it up, always keeping me super fly. So shout out to those guys. Um, thanks to, yeah, Sensei Kevin O at USF. I want a big, a big shout out to Mike Morell and Papa Frank at the Cave Academy. Um, so like, there, there are two half Gracie black belts that I train with almost every day at the Cave Academy. And man, those guys have helped me out so much. I love both of you, Mike and uh, Papa Frank. Um, shout outs. And of course, uh, half Gracie. And take Cravello, uh, the two teachers, my two instructors at Half Gracie, um, wouldn't be here without you two. So big thanks to Master Half and Professor Tay. And where can every, where can your your future sponsors, and yeah. people that don't follow you already, where can they find you? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, I'm on Instagram, all social medias. You can find me at Yoshi underscore SF. Even Venmo. No, I'm just playing. Um, uh, <laughs> Hey, uh, yeah, yeah, all social medias. You can find me at Yoshi underscore SF. Uh, I'm mainly on Instagram, but you can also find me on TikTok, Facebook. Uh, yeah, YouTube. Just started a YouTube channel. I'm going to start putting out some things on there. Um, yeah. If you ever want to train in the Bay Area, not even joking, hit me up on Instagram. Tell me when you're going to come up and we'll we'll plan a training session. I'm always, right. I'm always happy to train with other people. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So now before we let you go, I'm going to ask you the very last question. Now, I... I Consider this probably the most important question that any gi jujitsu practitioner could answer. Do you or do you not wash your belt? Oh, that's like, <laughs> yes, I do. Not every day. And I haven't washed my black belt yet, but that's still only a couple of weeks old. So, okay. Um, if it's stinky, it's stinky, man. If it's stinky, you got to wash that shit. If it's not stinky, you ain't got to watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> we've gotten a lot of answers over the years and we've gotten, uh, you're washing your skill away. Legitimately. People have thought that you're washing the blood of your competitors, the blood and sweat of your competitors. And you want that, you know? Uh, and then if you're washing it, you're fading it and it makes like, I guess people would fade it to make it look like they trained more, which I had oh. never considered that one. Of all the things I've heard, I was like, oh, people actually like, oh, they're trying to fade it. Oh, they're trying to, to fade, fade it. That's it to weird. make it look like they train more. But I mean, you know, the two, you, there's no hiding in jujitsu. So I got a fourth one. You wash away the staff and the ringworm yeah. and that dude, <laughs> that dude, that big dude that you still smell on your gi after you rode with him three rounds. Yeah, man. Like, you take all that off. <laughs> I'm I'm happy to hear that you're a belt washer. It'll be flashing washer <laughs> on the episode. Uh, or what, what do we put? Uh, it's been a while since we we put it up. Oh, team, we do hashtag team <laughs> versus uh, hashtag powers in the belt. That was the other hashtag we used. But Yoshi, listen, man, thank you very much for doing this. Thank you for spending some time with us. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, I throw this invite out a lot uh, uh, to a lot of people, and I really mean it, especially with you. If you're ever in Florida, you know, we founded this podcast on like it was originally before COVID. Like it was roundtables. It was like three or four, sometimes five. Um, friends and training partners and maybe a guest and then COVID happened and it turned into like, you know, uh, Zooms and, and you know, 
it, it just changed for us. But if you're ever down, we'd love having people in the studio. Uh, if you're yeah, ever man. down this way, let me know you're going to be here. We'll schedule something, have you come in. Miguel will be here. And, we'll, you know, it's a different kind of flow when you're, you know, you're close and you're looking at each other. But uh, love to have you if you're ever down this way in South Florida, man. Okay? Love it, man. Can't All right. Wait. So, like I said, don't hang up. But thank you for being here. We appreciate you. All right, brother. Yes, sir. Thank Take you. care. Thank you to Neutral Zone CBD, a combat family-owned company that supports athletes and the people who love them. Neutral Zone strives to deliver clean CBD products for sports recovery in gummies, lotions, balms, roll-ons, and more. After a competition, a hard rolling session, or a tough day on the job, Neutral Zone has a product designed to help you reduce inflammation, increase cell rejuvenation, and may even help with aging joints. Visit NeutralZoneCBD.com and get 25% off your order with code JJD. And follow them on Instagram, too, at MyNeutralZone. Jiu-Jitsu's favorite monthly subscription box has now joined the Jiu-Jitsu Dummies podcast. The BJJ box is delivered to your door filled with premium jiu-jitsu and grappling apparel, equipment, supplements, supplies, snacks, and more. The crew at the BJJ Box find the best in the world of jiu-jitsu and guarantee every box to be worth more than the cost. Each box includes four to seven items you're going to love. Visit thebjjbox.com and use code JJD10 to get $10 off your very first box. And give them a follow on Instagram at thebjjbox. Special thank you to the crew over at Flow and Roll for all their support. Flow and Roll is renowned for their incredible Nogi rash guards, shorts, and leggings. Flow and Roll has quickly become the premier custom apparel provider for academies big and small throughout the United States. Reach out today to discuss your custom order and ask about their incredible pre-order program. You can send an email to flowenroll at gmail.com or visit their Instagram at flow underscore n underscore roll and shoot them a direct message. And yes, they can create an awesome custom gi for your academy as well. Visit flowandroll.com to check out their awesome designs, and while you're there, pick up a Jiu-Jitsu Dummy signature tee exclusively at flowandroll.com. And remember, you'll get 20% off your purchase of t-shirts, rash guards, or geese with code JJD. All right, what did I tell you, Bo? You love this guy, right? Isn't this guy awesome? Very cool. Well, very cool. Very I told cool. I, I, very, I, uh, engaging. I messaged you before I was coming down. I'm like, you're going to love this guy. He's got a great personality. He's just... Um, there's just something about him that people well, are, are very, taking very to high energy. I mean, I, you know, yeah. And, and you haven't seen any of his videos the, yet. The amount of shit he does in a day. Yeah. I'm already tired. Just, yeah. Just watch Check, but check out his, shit he does check out his Instagram very, at Yoshi underscore SF. And you're going to go, Oh, I get it. Like yeah, yeah. there's just, you know, Pete, there are lots of people doing move videos and nobody blows up, you know, and gets yeah. 10,000 plus followers in, in just three months it doesn't you know it's it's not well, it always happens when somebody's yeah. doing something they really like yeah 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 it always happens that way oh i yeah. did it just he i did it just for for you know my friends and stuff and then all of a sudden the world likes it yeah so it just so, it's you just never know what's going to take off but the right note. um we appreciate you coming on yoshi thank you so much yeah. we're uh we're gonna let you guys run quick this uh this episode that was a long one so Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Again, you can check us out at Jujitsu Dummies for all the ways to watch, listen, and support. Don't forget to click that bell on on YouTube. Get that reminder. Like, share, uh, like, subscribe. share, comment, subscribe anywhere comment. you're watching or listening. It it absolutely helps us out. Share, we could do subscribe. more of these. Have really cool guests on. 
Uh, I'm at Uncle Milty BJJ on Instagram. That's my personal IG, Bo. I am at B A D W E R K S. Bad works. Bad works. Boing. All right, everybody. Thank you, Bo. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Peace, love, jujitsu. Puss. <laughs>